All right, we're about 40 seconds into the new season. That means 40 seconds left of Talking FPF. And the road to Duns begins. Road to Duns, true, yes. April 4th. Only people who work for FPF know what that means, but now you all know we eat at Duns. We're 40 seconds in and already we're talking about food in April. Yeah. Well, you, you laid out food for us, Eagle. Like, we'll bring this up during yeah, the show. Like, also, like, two things. One, uh, you need to stop being a children. That's right, a children. Secondly, you need to stop putting food in front of me when you know that I can't eat past 7 o'clock. That's kind of, kind of a jerk move. It's part of my evil way of pestering you as you're going to get me throughout the season all right, with so all the other things. So I just do little tiny things that upset you. Hmm. Put yeah. it on the poll. Uh, eagle, jerk move you get or one annoying move. move. Yeah, let's go with that one. Eagle, yeah, jerk eagle, move jerk or, or annoying. eagle, annoying move. Annoying move, please. Put it on the poll, please. All right, so it's calling the audible. Uh, it's a bit of a less uh, roster field team here. We, yeah. we, we well, it's pretty six. good, Mo, is what happens is um, – I keep going in to negotiate with Rob, and each time we get more money, but we lose more personnel. So it works out because capitalism. money. Capitalism at its finest. Yeah. FPF. So it's going to be PC and I for pretty much the entire year until PC goes down under. I mean, not like underground. No, I'll go down. I'll go down. To Australia. Hopefully. I'm hoping, actually. Like, So yeah. there's a chance that uh, Australia, I might not be allowed to fly into Australia. No. So. It might it might be Bali instead. It might be Tokyo instead. It might be Alberta at this point. It might, it's probably I don't think Air China has a flight to Alberta. No, so. it doesn't. But uh, it will be us two during the season, and uh, we look forward to bringing in a plethora of guest callers. Uh, we have uh, we're bringing back a table of terror, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about next week, and uh, we'll start. Doing now it. we say bringing back, but some people don't know who we are or what this stuff is. Hi, we're peas. That's all. We're peas. Yeah, but this is we the, are a peas nation. Hold on, we're doing what division again, Eagle? I understand, but what division are we starting off with? We're though? doing three every and division. What's our first division, though? Three Thank and you. six. You're welcome. You're welcome. Six. But there could be new teams. Six. Right? Well, to be fair, the crew, Division 3, yeah, division they weren't three. here no. in FPF when we had the Table of Terror. Okay, so I'm Mokan, and this is PZ. I guess. <laughs> new seasons. It's not the same crew. Put it on the poll. Same crew, yes or no? It's not. It is. Where's Stefano Berardi? That's less crew. Where's Terry Tam? It's less crew. But so not all these people are represented by more dollars in my bank account. Where's Simon Tagine? More dollars in my bank account. Simon actually got promoted. Simon is, uh, his official title, title is Pisa's Babysitter. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was told. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to do uh, a bit different this year where we're going to uh, do different divisions. Uh, we have a three-hour show where we get, what, a two-minute uh, pee break? Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Do we urinate outside or do you urinate in the actual? Well, I'm remote? trying to finish my coffee as soon as possible so we can urinate straight in there. And then I got to remember it's no longer coffee. We yeah. do have more cups if ever you don't finish in time. So listen, man, I've, I've, already made, I've already made my decision. So put on the poll. Uh, does PC finish on time? Yes or no? Sometimes I finish too early. That is not good. The climax isn't always good. So we will it's definitely climactic, so to speak. Exactly. So we'll do all of the divisions, not in the order that we used to do in years past. And uh, we'll have fun with it. We'll start Div 3 and Div 6 in hour number one of what? Hour of three. We have three hours. So three power hours of, of fun and nonsense of us talking jar- jargon the entire time. And new this year, we're also covering the 35 plus division. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We're covering the co-ed <laughs> you divisions. You should know this. Co-ed one and two. And starting week three, or arguably next week, we're going to cover the women's divisions as well. So a lot of coverage this year. Because <laughs> what happened was... You should read our production <laughs> yeah. notes. Should, eh? I should come more prepared than I did this time. 
<laughs> that's what happens when you get here late, Mo. Um, I was here like two hours early, by the way. And why aren't you ready then? <laughs> I was doing other stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I actually was talking to some people last season. They're like, how come you're not covering 35 plus? How come you're not covering co ed? How come you're not covering women's division? To which I turned to Rob and said, money. And there we are. Hey, so now they're being covered. on the blackboard. Okay, X amount of teams, circle, <laughs> dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. I said, no coverage. Then at the bottom, I just wrote my bank account. But here's the thing, good. right? Like 35 plus is sort of its own island, like a North Korea almost. Mm. When you think about that, they play in the West <laughs> Island. Well, it's a, whatever. It's his own island, like a North Korean type of atmosphere. Let's call it what it is, right? But they play their own way. Like no one. They're really an island, like, like the North Korean atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. You put in the poll: Is the North Korean atmosphere an island? Yes or no? Maybe. You options. know what? Maybe. Maybe. But that's the thing. Thirty-five plus. It, you know, they're Thursday league essentially. They don't play in yeah. the weekend, so no one sees the overlap of hey, this is thirty-five plus. Maybe because they're embarrassed, they want to be slower than the other competition on the other fields. I don't know, but we'll definitely cover that. I was actually impressed watching some 35-plus game of the weeks. Um, yeah. There, there's some good football on 35-plus. Oh, for 35-plus, yeah, you would imagine. No, no, but like the, the quarterbacks sl- are slinging in that league, man. It's fun. It's fun. XFL style. Hey man, they there's they stole our they stole a version of our uh, convert rule, That's which I've long since said is the best convert rule in football. Well, it's going to be used in the XFL. We'll talk about that during the show. So let's talk about Div 3 and Div 6. Starting off with Div 3. It's a 28-team league this year for Div 3. Split into two conferences, A and B, 14 each side. And PJ and I, we were talking about off-air. I know we'll get into the games as we move along during the season, but we were talking off-air about how one side can be much more dangerous of the quality of teams than the other side. And I think Conference B has a lot better of the teams from top to bottom what could be well, you're seeing this, and uh, the people watching the show are seeing this, and perhaps the people listening to the show can hear my look of confusion. Why are there 14 teams in Conference A and 12 teams in Conference B? That's easy. Even Why not 13 teams? per? That means you have a bye week. What? Well, I mean, no. No. Because <laughs> math. I think, and I don't know for sure, but I think it's because this way you get an even number of divisional games between all the teams in that conference. You still have an even number of divisional games because you don't play all play all the teams in your division. So, but you're going to play a certain number of games. But you can in still play the same amount. Listen, man. I'm trying to come up with something. Because <laughs> you on. also okay, know that. Let's man. go with the more realistic uh, option. Rob, Someone fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but hold on here. Hold on here. Carlo? 14, so 14... For A, 12 for B, right? If you did 13-13, that means you, won't you have an odd number of games or you'd have a crossover at that point? Well, but again, so you can, you're you already not going to play your entire division because you don't play 11 games. You don't so play 12 why games. Why don't we just go to t- like four divisions? You can also go four divisions. Well, 26 is not divisible by four is why. But 13 uh, is exactly half of 26. So it could have been 13-13. And, and you don't play all the teams in your co- in your division anyway, so... It doesn't matter that it's odd-numbered. Okay, so, well, obviously 12 more quality teams in my books. When you have the Bearskins, Jagerbaum, Brotherhood, Martin Leflag, La Brum, Keyport Lock, Commission, Le Malud, uh Lonzo Balls who lost, All Hooks who lost. I look at this division, I, I can say, if I had to pick my finals right now, maybe perhaps the Conference B would be the royal winner of the title this season in Div 3. I, I think so, too. A um, lot of strong teams. I actually was at the Martin Laflag uh, game against Les Malheurs. I thought, okay, well, Les Malheurs, in my mind, are the strongest team in the division. Uh, but 
the, this division looks strong, like Division Three on the whole. And watching Martin Le Flag was uh, an absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, it was, it was sort of like a a non traditional game, and that like lots of running, a lot of like runs from uh, as the page loads slowly um, from Anthony Beauchamp Freza. Uh, he got two scores on the ground. And, uh, one was just an absolute ridiculous run mode where it looked like he was about to be deflagged three times. And then before you knew it, he escaped up the right sideline and was by himself by like 10 yards. Just everyone everyone on Martin Leflag stopped running because they thought um, they thought it was a, a dead play. It was not. And um, just went on to, to, uh, to see Martin Leflag win the game. Well, despite that, despite despite allowing all that on the ground uh, as well as what Fresa did in the air, I look at Bearskins. Big win for them, twenty six to six, and I, I wonder now, like for this team here, will 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 it come together where they are going to be bulldozing teams with ease? And we talk about the quarterback position has been okay. Not erratic, but it's been okay. Neil Anson's been good at times, but he's had his moments where he's been a flounder and he's not been great. But when I look at the roster for the Bearskins, it's a pretty solid roster, and they can definitely control the narrative of perhaps being the best team in this conference with what they have on their side of the wall. They'll have, they'll have Keeper Lock next week in the West Island, which will be a huge matchup. It might be the game of the week. Who knows? But in terms of the roster, though, I like how it's been built, and perhaps Vince Nardone, Newly signed, extended Visnardone with the Montreal Alouettes. Announced today, months after the signing. Yeah. Coach Visnardone. And you wonder, like, this team has been built and has been constructed. They have a good chance, I think. Well, it's the defense definitely uh, is what allows this team to be truly competitive. I always said that Neil Ettenson needs, needs a guy that can go up and just get balls for him. And that's what he's had with Sasha Papich in the past. Sasha Papich doesn't appear to be on the roster this season. So I'm kind of curious to see who's going to fill that role because they don't really have that kind of receiver from what I see. You know, Marco Bertoldi, incredibly effective at what he does in, in the intermediate area. Mitzner don't definitely like a, a pocket knife on your team, does all sorts of stuff right. But there's not a guy who's just going to go up, win, it, win just on a fly down the field or just jump over a guy to catch a ball. So I'm curious to see in, in a game where they face true offensive firepower if Neil Edson can keep up score for score now, without having that type of weapon that he likes to use. Now, they played on Wednesday in Laval. And yet I see games played zero across the boards. Is there a reason why you go that they have no games played? For? Uh, two things. So they First played thing. Wednesday. Today we're Thursday. So likely the the stats weren't up in time for our aggregator to catch them. Or option two, we have a bug in our system, and I wouldn't be surprised. Carlo! <gasps> Carlo, get this fixed. Not good. Not a good start. To the I'm not hearing the... I'm not hearing the soundboard. There is no soundboard. Oh. So we have a soundboard. No. You were staring at me, so I thought there was a, there was a sound. I figured there was a follow-up joke. There's I was no waiting for you to say something, so I would say something. But no, I'm going to no. mute myself now. Okay. All right, so Jagerbaum... Yagerbo, I know a piece that we're discussing. Do we go with a five-second preview for, per team here? Look at Yagerbaum and uh, unorthodox. They always get off to that one and three start, one and four start. Then they win the entire competition in, in, with the easy year. But look at Yagerbaum, and I do like their roster a lot. I think this is a team, uh, even though they won in a, in a slugfest over the crew 12-7, 
I think this is a team that definitely has that experience that they can definitely win games. Ryan Karouf has been added to the roster. He did have a run with them a couple of seasons ago as their quarterback, and maybe he brings a bit of a different angle in terms of what he can bring as a football player. I mean, like he's all swag, and he's backed it up at times here in his previous reincarnation as a quarterback. Yeah, um, it, it's possible. Um, I like the uh, low-key addition of Vincent Benjamin uh, to this roster. Um, Jägerbaum, to your point, Mo, they usually struggle early. Jägerbaum's offense wasn't uh, up and running just yet. Um, we see Simon Deschamps on the roster. I don't think I don't think he Ryan didn't play. Karouf, but I don't think Ryan Karouf, uh is the full-time starter. I think it was. Because of the absence of Simon Duchesne this week. Well, that's what it is. But I, I look at it from this perspective, if he's called upon it. I mean, he did have a good time with them when he played quarterback in the cameo appearance with them. But, I mean, 11 to 25, 67 yards, two touchdowns. Well, it's first game of the year, peace. Oh, I get it. But that's not, you know, a great stat line. Like, it's it's okay. Well, 6.7 yard, yards per completion. Like, how do, you, how do you throw under 100 yards in FPF? I don't, under, I don't understand. Like, it... it I don't. I don't even understand how that happens. All right, Groove looks good throwing the football. What? He looks good throwing the football. Again, I mean, the first. Th- I have said it every season. The first time I saw Ryan Groove play, I thought this was a guy who's going to dominate Division Two. He then went on to struggle in Division Five. The guy's <laughs> mechanics are perfect. The guy throws a beautiful ball. He also like rifles balls sometimes where a guy is like three feet in front of him, and it's like a hundred mile an hour fastball in your face. He's like a modern day Jeff George. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff George. Uh, the problem with Jeff George was he was. Uh, intellectually challenged when it came to understanding the game of football. Great arm, but not a great brain. No. I would say Ryan Karouf is uh, more, like remarkably smarter than Jeff George. Perhaps he is. Yeah. He, he is a, he is a athletic therapist and stuff. But I, I think Jagerbaum, once they have their core intact, uh, they can really make some noise in this. Well, because again, like, like so for a long time, you know, if you, look, you know, Jeff Dalos is a stud receiver, right? Yeah, he absolute stud, and then nice little pieces like Gab Paquette, like we saw in this game, four catches. But adding Vincent Benjamin is nonsense. Like it gives him a different dynamic. Yeah, the, the dude is amazing. He, I remember again, we talked about uh, last was last season we worked together, spring. Yeah, spring. In spring, I was sitting with Alex Holowak, who was inquiring who's this guy because he wanted to have him in Division Eight. So I mean. That's Vincent Benjamin's ceiling. Like the, he's he's an incredibly talented player. And you wonder how soon he'll be in, in Division One. It's coming. It's coming because he's that that cap is rising every single season that he plays. And he's gonna rise <laughs> with it. He's gonna crescendo up. He's to gonna Division have to. One. It, 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 it is, there's no other way about it. You know, who like like a brotherhood. Same roster, a couple of additions and subtractions for that team here. They came away with a win over Commission. I know it was a close one. Commission, as for those Red Brent's Brockens article in the report, it was very close in the second half. I, I, Can I get 45 seconds to talk about the articles? Just explain, because yeah, we've never absolutely. told people what we're doing. Absolutely, it was on my list of things to do here. It's uh, Once I get my graphic that I asked for from Saturday, and my first article will come out that's been ready since Saturday... Don't you like all this stuff that Duke built, built for us today? Yeah. Next, guess what's on this list next? Jesus Christ. Saturday. Build the articles. Um, the next, so, so the next article is going to explain um, what we're doing with the articles and why we're doing it. But I'll do it on the air as well because some people consume only the podcast. Some people consume all the articles. Some people consume both. So for those of you who consume both, uh, I apologize in advance. There's going to be some duplication. But for those of you who uh, are you know, just listen to the podcast. Here's the information. Um, what we've done in the past is there was a divisional article. Every division had an article. So you're going to touch me with your arm. Um, like, with your maybe, later, Mo, maybe later, Mo. Maybe later. 
Um, oh, look at this. Good evening. What is this? Take a tour? I don't know. Go back to that. That was much better than what we were talking about. So, essentially, um, rather than having just divisional articles, because we just sort of hated that all the articles were coming out uh, on the same day, and often they're recapping games that happened several days ago. Instead, what's happening um, this time around is writers have been given a deadline to write, an art, to write their, their recaps and previews, and that's going to be sprinkled out throughout the week. Uh, and then on Saturday, I'm coming out with an article that includes everyone's power rankings and everyone's picks, as well as my picks for every game in FPF. That comes out Saturday. So look forward to having FPF content pretty much every day of the week in case you haven't yet noticed that's what we're doing Mokan, back to you so it went from being a weekly like uh community paper to now being up to the minute like CNN yeah essentially style. yeah you're getting you're getting info every day of the week on a yeah abs- well more or less except for fridays well fridays the podcast is posted that's right okay so i, I look at brotherhood and cory walowski's article comes on friday sorry yes <laughs> cory walowski who will write whatever he sees which I assume is, it would be LaValle games. I would Wednesday, guess. the Wednesday games and some the Thursday Wednesday games, indeed. Okay, so I look at Brotherhood, and this is a team that is that has somehow circumvented the cap in years past. We always ask, how the bleep did they get so many guys? Well, but the team's getting talent. because of that. Because of that, I feel like you know the the team always gets a little bit weaker. And recently, we've seen they haven't been able to play their entire roster every week, right? Like there's always guys missing. Yeah, but because they get the, the, the whole you yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but the Brotherhood team, as constructed, does not fit the cap for Division Three. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in a sense, they're they're always a, a tad weaker than they could be because they, they're missing a guy or two, right? Yeah. Like, so I think it's I think Omar Jackson and um, was it Kent and Jamal Giddens didn't play this week. Yeah, so Jamal Giddens didn't play, so therefore Omar Jackson's able, able to play. So if Jamal Giddens plays next week, someone else will have to sit. That's like a luxury almost. But it's also a, a detriment because you're not getting the best supposed six guys on, on the field. I well, would but think. so like the team is called brother, and I, I've spoken to uh, Ahmed and, and and Saad Majid about this. And the thing is, is these are guys who all grew up together. Yeah, They're all friends, sure. and so like they just want to play together. So they kind of understand, like okay, like we're gonna all have six or seven games together. But you're gonna miss a couple of games. You're gonna miss a couple of games. You're gonna get a couple. Of, but in the end, we're all still playing as a team, as our family, as our friends. And I thought that was a cool idea. I just think that as time goes on, that's not going to be sustainable because you're going to eventually have to move up a division, especially as Theo Ojea continues to improve a quarterback. Well, he's like the he's Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson became what, it, what it is Pothman now. We think about yeah. Theo's ascension as a quarterback. Uh, people say, oh, he can't throw an accurate ball. Like he's gotten better with that. He's used his legs at timely t- uh, moments here to. And similarly, and similarly, Theo Ojea was a better deep ball thrower than he was throwing into the flats and and yeah. Uh, he was just always naturally good at throwing deep and running, and now he's expanded. And of course, there's not a single throw he can't make, which is the the only the most terrifying thing in the history of FPF is to have the league's best athlete also become one of the league's uh, premier, you know, let's say top twenty, top twenty five quarterbacks. Is he going to become a scary quarterback this year? I think so. This is the year where we think Theo J. I might. think. I think. I honestly think if he moved up a division and they had all the cap room to fit everyone, like their whole roster plus maybe. Uh, another game breaker, I think that actually makes them an even better team. And maybe that's where we see Theo take the next step when the team is forced to move up. But in the meantime, um, I've seen improve Even in th- when the, the statistics haven't shown it, I've seen improvements just by watching the game and how much better he's gotten. I, I, you see it, his quarterback IQ has gone up tremendously, and mm-hmm. I just think he's more relaxed out there. 
He's not jumping on his feet anymore. He, he sees the field. All right, I'm going to take off. You know what? I got my guy open in the flats on a 10-yard uh, drag, or I had this guy open on, on a flood here. And he takes what's given to him. I think he's gotten better with that. And you wonder now in this tough division how that will translate against better defenses. Martin Le Flag, you look at Le Brim. Those two teams, they could be one of the wild cards out here and how they could perhaps really come away with some quality victories but also have some – dumbfounding losses that you like, mm. what the bleep's going on with the team here? Well, I don't think that you'll have dumbfounding losses this season because I think this, like, like we were saying, well, like, especially within Conference B, uh, everyone's good. There's, there's, not a, there's, there's not a weak team. It's so good. They only had 12 teams. Yeah. They, don't, they only need 12. Only need 12. Um, but yeah, like all hooks is a team that scored 39 points and lost because all hooks defense is what it is. But like, that's, that's the low end right now. Like that's, that's the last ranked team is a team that's, that scored almost 40 points in week one. Are they the modern day Atlanta Falcons all hooks? I, I don't even know what, I've never seen this because so in FPF, you have some teams that are very gifted offensively. You have some teams that are very gifted defensively, but I've never seen a team of just legit athletes that can't figure out how to play defense. And they can't. They don't know what to do. Like their athletes do the moguls, and they just can't. It's 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 mesmerizing to see them. There's a there's a handful of teams in FPF, all of FPF, that yeah. have a better group of athletes total than all hooks. I think we can agree with that, right? Like they're just freak athletes across the board. But it's just mesmerizing though that they can't stop. Anything. They can't. They 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 can't stop like a, a nosebleed. It, it's it, it, they can have the playbook. Eagle, top three ways to stop a nosebleed. Guys. Pressure. God. Gauze. Oh, gauze. God. Just yeah. player. Uh, pressure. Pressure. And tampons. Hmm. Well, really, they're very absorbent. Very. Now absorbent. hold on. Is That's kind of like gauze, though. So yeah, I can't what's, feel like you're cheating. What's the uh, when you hold your nose? You're supposed to hold it back or, or keep yourself upright with the head. Yes. Like, both? Some people, is it both or one? Why would you want to point your nose downwards? The whole point is to avoid the blood from coming out of you. So you put it upwards so it stays inside some you. Some people say you just hold it like this. To be fair, though, blood is supposed to be inside you. Yeah. To, to Eagle's point. Of course. Mo, that's where, you, need that's to where you should keep it. No, not at all. Okay. Not just making all. sure. Anyway, yeah, can't stop nosebleed, but they, they are one of those teams where they can be up by three scores, and I've witnessed this with, the, with, with this team all hugs. They would be up by three scores, and they lose by two scores. Yeah. But I think that can fly in this division, though. I don't think they can get away with that. The problem is is that everyone's got a good quarterback, so everyone's going to score. You know, um, it's it's going to – unless they – like, every team has that. And, and the thing is, like, they're also the group of guys who should be better on defense because the hardest thing about defense is when you're resetting your roster every season, you're um, – you're, you you don't improve because you're always having to introduce new guys and every team calls a defense a little bit yeah. a, a different. The, the assignments are a little bit different with different you know uh, defensive play callers and what they expect you to do in certain situations differs. But when it comes to all hooks, it's usually all the same guys. So I, you kind of feel like they're going to have an aha moment at some point and turn the page and get better. Like, right. like it has to happen at some point. They're, they're, they're too talented. They're too good at football. They're, they're, they're too uh, good for this to continue. At some point, they have to improve. Like, are they more likely to give up over 350 points this season? That means you're giving up. I mean, give me like if you give me like th- like 310, I'd say they're going to give up over 310. 350 is hard to, hard to give up, but they, let's put it this way: if any team is going to give up 350 points this season, it will be all hooks. And I can see them giving up 350 points and ending up five and five. And make the playoffs. And make the playoffs. And go to the <laughs> finals and lose to like the commissioner or something. Yeah. You know, but but I look at this and I say 
as talented as they can be, they're also their the greatest downfall that they just can't stop a beach ball on defense when it when it's called. Upon. Listen, man, you can't stop the party. No, you can't. Pitbull told us that. So, what about Keyport Lock? They are a team that Jeff Rosenblatt spoke to him during the Fall Cup, and he thought, you know what? If we have our team together, we can make some noise here. And we look at this current roster of what they have. I love the addition of Anthony Breezeball if he does play. Uh, Jadaridi, you always know he's Mr. Reliable. And Raul Baruti, he's always had an under-the-radar type of effort where no one talks about him, but he's a very good player. And I'm sorry, uh, Eagles? Dan Farag as well. I mean, this is a team that has had such symmetry of... Mike Kazaka, let's not forget about him, no, too. He was very strong, especially in, like, Div 5, Div right. D. And, and this is a team that's had so much symmetry of, of being so familiar with each other that they have not had too much t- uh, turnover of faces of like, okay, we have to bring this guy in and get him more comfortable. These guys know what's, it's almost second nature for them and how they are as a football team. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and I've, I've often made fun of uh, their offense, but to be honest, Jeff Rosenblatt has improved his repertoire of throws. He's improved his, his play calling and his concepts. Um, his biggest issue is when things don't go well, Jeff Rosenblatt's worst enemy is Jeff Rosenblatt. It just sort of self-destructs. But if he gets up, he, the way he plays when he plays with confidence is out of this world. He has he has that streak in him where he can put up, as we've witnessed, over 300 yards passing, and then he'll have one of those 110-yard days. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just like the law of averages where it's just evening out for him. No, it's just if he throws an interception early or um, let's say like you get the ball first and you score, and then he then he throws a pick and you score again. And he's just, you know, he's run like th- three or four plays and, and there's three minutes left in the first, first uh, half. That's the game he struggles in. Yes, we do have breaking news from uh, Patrick Zazan saying it's nose down. You don't want to create a blood clot inside your body. That's true. So you, you, want, you, know, you, you want blood inside your body. You want blood clots outside your so body. So the nurse said nose down. So that means you're like looking down or keeping you... We need a, like a physical description. Let's wait another thirty seconds and see what he says. Tell him to send like a like a FaceTime or Facebook picture of what do we have? Like a diagram. A diagram, please. Okay. If you can draw a pie chart of how how down yeah. your face Eagle, is, do you mind taking the Microsoft as, as opposed to how up your nose is being? Can you go to Microsoft Paint and, and draw us a diagram of how it looks like? Please? I did do that once. Remember yeah. that? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so draw it and with like an arrow showing us the direction. Please. That'd thank be nice. You. All right, uh, looking at the crew. It'll be in the same direction as the sickness. Of course. Uh, the crew and the commission. Um, two wild card teams, perhaps, the crew and the commission. I mean, you look at the crew and what they have as a roster. I look at this roster, and they do have a lot of university talent. Vincent Detier, who plays cornerback for McGill. Uh, Sam Nadal played receiver at Concordia. Uh, Gab Couture. This is a team that has a lot of talented players that know the game of tackle football, but will this translate well in the smaller, quicker read, quicker decision-making in FPF? It, it takes a second to uh, be good at FPF, regardless of your tackle ability. Usually tackle players, the, the, the cream rises to the top in the end, right? More like, yeah. like the better players will showcase their talent eventually, uh, but it does take a second. And, and for some people, it's, like, it's a season. Like Sam Caron, literally it was one season, Figure it out and was like, oh, that's what the spacing is. And since then, it's like he, he very quickly became, oh, this is obviously a Division Two at least quarterback. Souls of everyone's lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, it might, for the crew, it might take it might take a little bit longer. Um, I'm I like Washington play. They're 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 they were kind of a novelty last season, so it makes me wonder. 
did we just like them because of the novelty or are they ready to be a truly uh, competitive team uh, like we like we wanted them to be to begin with? Well, here's here's where they take the next step is their play calling and how do they call a football game? Are they going bomb, bomb, bomb? Are they doing man-to-man because of how these athletes will enact uh, on the thought that, hey, you know, we're athletes. We can, we can hang with anybody in a smaller field. And all of a sudden they get crossed up, they lose a man, bam, they get scored against and whatever that comes with it. So I'm curious to know mature-wise how they are taking the next step as a football team, if that's going to be the case for the crew to, you know, if they're going to win six, five, not six games, are they going to be that team that will be a thorn into the uh, upper tier of this conference moving forward? It's a chance, honestly. And, and to be honest, looking at the play-by-play of the game, uh, they actually were very methodical moving the ball. So that's good to see. It, it It shows already some maturity on the part of the crew. Uh, again, facing off against a very difficult defense, so we see them lose a game 12-7. to seven, A game they were winning 7-6 to six in the first half, by the way. What about what about the commission? Uh, it appears they've saw their quarterback question, which is going to be Corey Woloski as the quarterback. They lose to the brotherhood. But again, this is another long list of chapters of, of player rosters and whatnot. And as Eagle gives me the halfway mark, which we'll get to soon enough, the commission, I look at this team now and I say, hey, if Corey Woloski can elevate this offense, they could be a top three, top four team. Yeah, but how do you already have 12 players in the roster? Well, listed. <laughs> I know, listed. but how did that already happen? How did you need Sony subs already? Um, well, no, here, here's the thing, right? Uh, Donnett, regular. Keyshawn Myers, regular. Jonathan Williams is listed, did not play. Woloski's there. Brent Bach, of course. Uh, Benny McMahon is listed. He played. He played. Look, if Benny's on this roster, I'd like him being the slot receiver for this team. I think Corey Woloski can use him to great strengths. I think Kevin Donnett will really bring a, a really sound approach to both sides of the football. But this is probably a better comprised roster of FPF experience of not going on the street and saying, hey, you, you, you look like you can play football. Come play with me. I think this is a better roster. Well, yes and no. The thing is, it's also – uh, a somewhat it seems like a somewhat random collection of players um, but I do like I mean look if you have a defense that features Jalen Greaves Jonathan Williams and Sonny Worrell that's good that's going to cause some problems right so um, if they're they talented will it come together in time that'll be seen it's just like we said before Mo is that the teams that tend to be successful are teams that bring back the same core and the, that's not been the, con- the case for the commission in years. That's been a downfall for them. I yeah. agree. Yes, you go. So it's nose down towards the floor with a pressure over the top of the nose. So let's let's take your fingers. Let's put them on top of your nose. Put a little bit of pressure and then look down. This okay. makes for I great mean, I radio. Do, I do feel very good. Right, I feel yeah. relaxed. I feel like I, it's the blood so. is now consumed in my body because of that. Yeah. Jalen. Uh, not Jalen. Sorry. Jason. Thank you. You've saved our lives. You've uh, saved, saved many lives now with that. Okay, so like, I, I think commission can definitely be a top three, if not top four team, if this roster stays the same and they have everyone come out on a weekly basis, then, oh, we have five guys out, but we're missing the key player for this game against Team Max. Yeah. So we'll see Great. what happens. All right, look, quickly here, Le Malheur loops, uh, Lonzo Ballers, all hooks. We talked about all hooks. So Lonzo Ballers, loops, and Le Malheur. What are your thoughts on Lelou and, and these guys that are going to play this uh, come up week here with Le Malut and Blonzo Ballers? My thoughts on, on uh, Lou? Yeah, all three of these teams here. You, please, we're going to do the quick. Okay, I'll start with Lelou. Um Look, they, they, they took they took the Olympics against Bearskins week one, uh, 26-6. Every time you see a team just score a single time, uh, it makes you uh, – it's definitely cause for concern. Um, it's a team of new guys, so – 
they might be, I think they're unfortunately going to be the whipping horse for everyone else in the division. So are we looking at two wins? That depends. Heavily under schedule. And given that they're in uh, conference, there's a possibility they won some more games. So give me the commission. But like they they face the commission, all hooks. La Brume, Les Malheurs, Keyport Lock, Martin oh Le Flag, Jägerbomb. I can't see one anywhere. Brotherhood, to, uh, Brotherhood and Maybe the, crew. the crew. Nah, not even. So I don't see a win on the schedule. Of course, they might improve halfway through the season and, and, and uh, just become you know, world beaters. But uh, as constituted right now with the information we have right now, this is going to be a long season for uh, Lou. What was the other two teams? Uh, Lonzo Ballers. And uh, I had Lonzo Ballers as a stall for time. And Great stalling. Le Malheur. Uh, well, again, seeing the Malud in person, uh, truly impressive. I love the athletes on the team. Uh, Paquette is, you know, fantastic receiver. We've known that. I thought he was a little underused in that game. And uh, Beauchamp Fraser's ability to buy time. Like, we can talk about him running, but buying time. What? No, I'm talking yeah. about Malud. I was like, wow. You need to pay attention to the show. Le Malud has really uh, got it diversified with the roster. He, he, he teed up Lonzo Ball. I didn't. Yes, he did. No, he said and Lonzo Ball. And then he stalled for time. And then stalled for time and then said Le Malud. And then I said the Malud because I was stalling for time so I can bring up the I Lonzo Ballers. I was searching for it at the time. And I yeah. was like, why are these people not on this roster? Yeah. So now we'll talk about <laughs> Lonzo Ballers. Uh, Lonnie Johnson is a you know, talented quarterback. Lots of experience, of course. Jared Taylor uh, is on this roster as well. Quay Johnson. Yeah, so so a lot of it comes down to how much of um, is Jared Taylor back in the city for good? Well, he was in Vancouver playing uh, CJFL, yeah. and they did lose to uh, Saskatoon. Everyone loses to the Saskatoon Hilltops. When yeah. I think of Hilltops, I think of one place. Sorry. When I think of Hilltops, I mm-hmm. think of one place. What's the place? The Hilltop. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jerry Taylor stays all season long. Between that, James Ohio and Hennessy Oraye, Quay Johnson, that's that's going to be as talented uh, receiving core as there is. Um, Quay Johnson, of course, even the fact that you ha- get to have him on defense is even uh, a bigger uh, addition, of course. But um, look, the talent is there, and it's all going to come down to uh, the consistency of the roster if they all show up. And if Lonnie Johnson can avoid mistakes, he, he didn't against LeBron this time around, uh, and it cost them. So when you think of Hennessy or A, do you think of drinking? Always, but I'm always thinking of drinking, so it doesn't change anything. <laughs> All right, well, looking quickly here for Conference A. I know we're going to talk more about this next week here, but we look at these teams across the board, Niners, KGP, Backyard Bullies, Trinity, uh, Pineapple Express, Junkyard Dogs, GHB, uh, POP, Olympia Prime, Dirty Dogs, Game Changes Who Lost. Out of these, if you were to group – you know, the top four teams, please. Who are your four best in this conference? I mean, I like um, KGP a lot. We've seen a lot from Cutler recently that showed us uh, how good he can be. Uh, I don't think Game Changers will be down. Uh, Game Changers and Easy Jake Oven are the two teams I think will turn it around very quickly. Um, and and um, Backyard Bullies as well. Those are my top four. I guess. But I wonder for bullies, when you look at this team and and the end fight that goes on on a weekly basis. Ah, but that's just that's just the boys being the boys. Yeah, but I mean? but it's it's funny drama though when you see the backyard bullies and how they they how they act with each other in terms of their their attitude. But I mean, this is a team that I look at. They had a close game, and I spoke to Derek Fontana about. It. They had a close game, and I look at the backyard bullies and how they're built of the roster. I know Richie Hughes is back on this roster, and he's slowly getting himself back into football shape, being off with his injury. But they have a good team. But he looked team. good. He looked good, yeah. But the thing is, 
they've always come up certain individuals Sean Avram uh, have come up short mm. when they are the prohibitive favorites now as a unit, I agree though they, they need to cut Sean Avram Sean Avram maybe Jordan Allard but the thing is as the collective unit that they are now are they going to change their fortunes and say you know what we're going to take that next step because we can't get over that last hurdle to win a title as a group well again one of those seasons of course uh, just nuked by the injury to Rich Humes um, I think Rich Humes is the learning to move, you know, after his, his uh, surgery, uh, learning to be more of himself again. They add Kevin Marshall, which is a low-key, big-time addition. Um, just a lot of speed on the team, and adding that just gives you a little bit more. He had three sacks in his first game. Yes, here you go. Here's an idea. Uh, Rich Humes doesn't need to play QB on this team if he doesn't want to. Jordan Allard can technically take over, and then he has Humes as a receiver all year. So who's better? what's the better duo? Humes quarterback, Allard receiver, or... I mean, it's so hard to guard Jordan Allard as a receiver, though. The size just makes it... And, like, again, it's it's the fact that they have Jordan Allard as a receiver, along with Derek Fontana, along with the ability to use Kevin Marshall, if so inclined, in, in his speed, Vinny Galano as well, uh, Jonathan McQueen. Like, it, it's stacked. It's stacked top to bottom, right? So I, I think this is probably the best use of their, their players. Not, I, and I don't think there's a world of difference between Jordan Allard and Rich Humes at quarterback. I just think that... What Jordan Lard gives you at receiver is just it's absolutely much, nasty. It's a better offer of, of the menu what Jordan yeah. Lard has as a, as a receiver than as a quarterback. Like that's, I'm going to say Junkyard Dogs as well. That's the team that I was referring to, not Backyard Bulls, that they've had so much infighting, right? We, and we've seen it, and I saw it in the Fall Cup mm-hmm. uh, with your boy, Roy Samirjan. My dude, we're so late. <laughs> Can we switch to Division 6? I know, I know. <laughs> but, Hey, I know. You keep bringing up more Division Three topics. Hey, we got to talk more about hey, this. Is, this is, don't worry. We'll get to Division Six soon. Don't worry. We have, right? <laughs> we have 22 minutes for Division Six. Don't worry about that. Maybe 20, maybe 15 minutes for Division Six. But quick here, Junkyard Dogs and their roster, what they can do, they have the roster in place, but are they going to be focused enough to not get into each other's throats and kill each other? One word answer? No. Perfect. All right. Division six. <laughs> we'll talk more about Junkyard Dogs next week. All right. Division six because we have so many teams to go through. Yeah. Right. That's kind of my point. I know. 16, by the way. I know. I know. I, this, this clock's killing me here. Okay. So Div six and 6D here. I wonder who's in control of that. I know. <laughs> it's right in front of me. All right. I, okay. 6D. I saw the game yesterday. Fine. We'll, we'll go six. Want to go six? No, I did it Are you sure? <laughs> All right, 60. Okay, the game that I saw, 89.9ers, uh, they played yesterday. They got outclassed in their loss to the, the studs. And the thing is, I know you're new to 6D here, but guys who are playing 6D, just remind yourself this no pockets in your shorts. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They li- well, they, didn't know. they should have known because an email was sent out to all captains. Uh, that said, considering they obviously didn't read the email, they didn't know. No, but but not one, but two. We're caught in the same play. Well, but if if the team doesn't know, it, it could have been all the entire team, right? Like if they don't know, they don't know. So it is what it is, and hopefully they'll they'll improve. Um, I got to see a little bit of uh, Buxaneers against uh, replacements, and uh, Buxaneers are a team that look very athletic, but look very much that they don't truly understand the game. At one point. Uh, I, I believe it was Frank Hulicola-Trella. Yeah, he voided a sack. Uh, but it, it is, as he was running by himself, the flag came out. So play is not yet blown dead because it just coincidentally fell out. So the rusher just stopped running and then started freaking at the ref like, 
hey ref what the hell his flags off and the ref's like you just got to touch him and like that's you know they're gonna have to learn the game a little bit so, uh, so to, to be clear you don't go pick the flag up off the floor and say i sacked what well, you can uh, it jason won't result in a sack uh, the Jason Armenti move. The Jason Armenti wasn't his game, by the way. And for those that know, Jason Armenti one time uh, in a hard division, flag came off. He picked it up. Sack the guy! Touch him! And he didn't touch the quarterback. Yeah. And a player uh, who will not be named on this podcast uh, scored two touchdowns this game for replacement, so that was cool to see. Um, and uh, But, you know, books and ears, I think, while they lack FPF knowledge and experience, I think they're going to um, show... That they're gonna they're gonna win some games just based on speed because they're they're a quick group. They look like just a group of East End or Laval soccer players. Okay, what about Zone Zone Six Ballers? Zone Six B, baby. Are, are they a team to bleep to be bleeped with or no? Um, I mean, it depends. Like, so you're saying like after romantic dinner, you take them home because you really believe that they could be the ones. You think of a sure shot like that, and yes. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you think you can close the deal after one date, yes, go for it. Yeah, um, I create awkwardness the next day. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm actually I'm a big fan. Um, that said, they took on Mountain Goats. Mountain Goats yet to win their first game in FPF uh, so far in their second Sorry, season. If you hold your head like that straight. It looks like you have a gun pointed towards your head. Well, now I'm terrified. Well, like, like, see, you got the. I know, and especially since she's obviously really here in studio, you can see that I'm yeah, it's like, terrified. It's like crazy. All right, anyway, and she right. looks like a crazy person. Like she's celebrating that I have a gun pointed to my face. Like, or she's like putting, like pu- pushing your head into her mouth, but she's about to devour your whole body. Like, yeah. Nom, 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 nom. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so. But yeah, so so like I've been a big fan of uh, James Lee Valbonard. I think um, he has some learning to do and how to improve uh, in FPF. But um, this is kind of what I expected. Like they they only scored three times, and the only reason they won this game is they they faced a team that has yet to win a game. They're 0-11 in their history so far in FPF. Okay, so they're playing the game tonight. Uh, Lionhearts, a, a team that we all have a soft spot for because they have gone through the rigors of, of getting their butts kicked left, yeah. right, and center uh, to having some pivotal wins last spring. And now here they come to their first game tonight. They'll play in the West Island at 9.30 or Laval, wherever it is tonight. Uh, do we expect them to be... Bay Durfe, by the way. Whatever, that's like Laval. All right, do they expect... <laughs> it's totally not. Do we expect this team now to take that next step? Bay Durfe is basically Alberta, by the way. What? Nouveau, Ontario. So are, are they going to take the next step here in terms of where we think they could be uh, an upper-tier team or middle-class so, team? So this is the thing. If that's the case, they need to put a whip in on Goon Squad. Goon Squad's a team that's struggled to improve. They're a team that really gets down themselves when, when they're not doing well. Uh, this is a game where I think they can uh, capitalize. Um, that's when I look at this roster, I don't see I don't see Chris Rose, who's been their best player for a few seasons. It makes me wonder if Emilio Greco is going back to quarterback. What their plan is? Uh, Joe Morghese returns. Joe Morghese is a good player. Uh, he's a dude. You don't realize how fast he is because he's a bigger guy. But the dude's a good athlete, man. Yeah. He's a really good athlete. And Matthew uh, Vertulo's on this roster. Having him on a team will help them improve immensely. This, like, you don't have is Rose. Was Matthew Vertulo the one who used to throw for St. Leonard? Is he the... No, it's Alex Vertulo. That's Alex, Alex Vertulo. Yeah, he was coaching, I think, in Bishops now, I believe. Yeah. All right, no, uh, this, this is a team I know without Chris Rose could definitely be different, but I think they take the next step here. This is their, I think so, too. 
This is your chance here in 6D to really uh, lay down the lumber and say, look, you know what? We're going to go as far as we can and, and move up a division next spring or next uh, winter, whatever it is. So I'm looking at Lionhorse as being the uh, ch cheeky team in terms of how they can be as a roster this season. My favorite thing about Lionhearts is uh, they have a player by the name of Anthony Yana Krohns. Um, that's not his name, but I pointed out to him, and it was a complete typo, and it's nowhere close to his name. But they've gone with it season after season because it's an amazing name. It's an amazing name. So, what about Trojans? Like, who, who's the best team in sixty in your mind? Is it Trojans? Is it going to be uh, Believe the Hype? Who tied? Is it Bond sixty? So the biggest, the the difficulty with Division sixty is we legitimately don't know half of the teams, right? Because they they're um, largely teams that don't have experience that we don't have a lot of information on. So you need to think that either a team that struggled before is going to come in and and cause. Uh, Sort of cause some put, start putting a beat down on, on teams like a team like Trojans. You have a team maybe like Inglorious Bastards, who are guys who came up from FPF Junior. Maybe they're the ones who they, they're young, they're quick, they're fast. Do they have now the experience and the athleticism to to, to do some damage? Or do they hit the rookie wall? I, well, that's else. the thing. That's what that's we don't know. Or is a team like this that we're not particularly familiar with? I mean, they with. put a beating this week, 33-7 to BDR. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's BDR, so everyone puts a beating to BDR. Um, but what about uh, Tropic Thunder with Emery Sajiri? They're all those guys. They're they're well. That's the thing with Tropic Thunder. The, the question's always been whether or not uh, we'll see an improvement from quarterback. As he's trying to buy time with Tropic Thunder here, and Tropic yeah, Tyler Thunder Grandin. Thunder. Like so, Tyler is a guy who's got a great arm, but just he he hasn't yet learned how to go through his progression. So it's it's a question of as they face some of the more challenging teams, uh, what what will we see down the line? Um, the other thing is. A team like they studs. That's the other side of it. It's a team that is completely unfamiliar to us. It's a team of everyone's rated fifty five. We don't know anything about these guys. They might actually be absolute studs. They weren't bad. They weren't bad. They they I mean like they're playing eighty nine point nine. Forty seven seven. Yeah, but it they've played here for the beer. We got what? We got do G O T what the fuck's G O T who don't W game of the week. Don't don't don't. don't. We don't do games of the week. Alright, no problem. What? You can say it on there. Don't do games of the week. Do the games of the week? Don't Okay, do games of the week. All right, uh, I think the studs. Oh, <laughs> hey, 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 the segment, not not the FPF product games of the week. All right, uh, studs. It's very confused. I, I, I look. I thought they looked impressive yesterday because they gave a first series touchdown to eighty nine point nine ers. I was like, like, okay, maybe this might be the team purple's day. But studs over here, they they didn't play eighty nine point nine ers though. Yeah, they played against you for the beer. No, we're talking about here. In 6D. I was talking about Lee Studs against you for the beer. Yeah. I'm about the Studs over here in 6D. I'm in 6D. Yeah. Lee Studs yeah. played here for the beer. They won 47-7. Oh, no. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> My guy. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I, was, I beg your pardon. I meant <laughs> I'm staring at the game sheet. I know. I apologize. I meant to say. One, right? Yeah, the one that's on the screen I in front of us. I meant to say Trojans. I meant to say Trojans, not Studs. Yeah. Trojans are a team because we're talking about the division. I think Trojans in that look, they gave up an opening draft. Would you transition because we're talking about the division? Aren't we always talking about the division no, we're talking about? In terms of the conference. All right. right. But I look at Trojans and I see this team. They gave, gave up an early touchdown here, but they figured it out afterwards. They, they didn't go man to man. That's the thing. They didn't go man to man. They actually played uh, concepts of defense where they played cover two, cover three, and they actually were able to yeah. put a handcuff on the 89.9ers. And I thought. Look, if they can continue to grow, and the best part was, the best part was one of the players had to correct the referee saying, hey, you can't do two forward passes and do a backwards pass and go forward with the pass. And the referee was like, 
Yeah, you're right. Penalty. Hey, you know what? Hats off to the ref who put his ego aside and was like, yeah, it's the wrong call. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, uh, Mo. Yes. I forgot your name. I was about to call you Simon. Um, oh. Diablos have Michael DeGear back at quarterback. Michael DeGear, of course, uh, you know, being coached up by Francois Martin. But to me, it seems like it's time that he gets advice from somebody else. Yeah, but like, you're, not, like, you're not, not going to deviate from the guy that you've uh, been mentored by. But the thing is, is like, so, like, Francois Martin, as much as I love to, 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 to bust his chops, he, d- he gets away with a lot of things by having an absolute rocket of an arm, right? But not everyone has that arm. Michael DeGear doesn't have that arm. And we see, he, look, five interceptions in a game. Like, it's, it, he's not able to read the concepts that's being given to him by that, Francois that, Martin. That and he doesn't have the arm to get away with it. But it's, that, it's that old adage of the great athlete who's a coach that sees it differently from that guy learning that position. And I think that's what's happened with DeGear. And look, that roster, Andrew April, who, who's been a terror in Division 6 mm-hmm. and 6D, now on the roster. It's not a bad team in terms of what they've comprised of, of receivers, of, of ball catchers, but the question is, and you bring up the point, I know you want to have, have his head chopped off here. I no, just, no, it's just, it like, like the thing is, is like... Um, but what are you going to do? You're going to just blow up the offense and build well, your own different offense? You, you need to build an offense around the guy who's throwing the ball. Right? I don't think that's ridiculous. So you're, you're, so you're saying it's like a, a, you, a, a you like to use, square you, you like to use NFL comparisons, right, Mo? That's your thing? So a CFL. John, yeah, CFL, a CFL. Like That's CFL. a thing. Uh, <laughs> j- you know, for years, for years, Harbaugh coached Joe Flacco, right? Is there a more different John human? Harbaugh, yes. Is there a more different? Yeah, I always confuse him, so I just always go with Harbaugh. So John Harbaugh coached uh, Flacco for years. Is there a more different human from Joe Flacco than Lamar Jackson? Yeah. There's a more different human. Yeah, there's a different human. Name one. Name one who's more polar opposite to Joe Flacco than Lamar Jackson. Uh, that's opposite of Joe Flacco? Michael Gotta go Lorenzo. really fat, like Jared Lorenzo. Like, like <laughs> well, if you're going above, then... No, not Jared Lorenzo. That's not, that's not nice. He passed away of Jared Lorenzo. I mean, okay, but, I mean, like, we knew... We didn't think he was going to live a long life either, right? That's what makes him polarizing. Yeah. Oh, Michael Vick? <laughs> I guess... He's he's opposite Joe Flacco, but isn't Michael? But is it just more so than Lamar Jackson? Jackson yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so the thing is, but my point is, my point Tom is Brady. that he co- he coached both he, he coached both guys, and um, when he got when the team drafted Lamar Jackson, he built an entire team, an entire system around that uh, that that quarterback skill set. So that's obviously the right way to do things because yeah, if you're forcing a guy to do things he can't do, what's the point? But does he see it differently though? Does Deguerre see it differently? Yes, he does. I don't think he even but knows enough. Martin understand? Oh, my God. He's, I don't he think he even knows enough about the position yet to know that he can't do the things he's being told to do. But is he willing to rebel and say, bleep you, and I'm going to do my own offense? We'll find out. Okay, Div 6. I hope so. I hope so. All right, Div 6 here. And, look, it's, it's a division that we look at Average Joes, who I got to see play. No, we're not talking about Average Joes. Off the script, Mo. Well, I don't know. Off the script. Something, something, someone said to talk about a tournament, and we said, well, now that you said script. it, jinxed it. Bye-bye. Yeah, off the you want to tell me what to do? You're not my mom. All right. I know where he's the gear. All right. Ironically, his face on the screen, or one of them. I mean, I, I wish I could even tell you who that was. I don't even know who that is, even though he writes for the media. The one that I work for. Do you not question <laughs> me on my, on my Facebook posting, on the uniforms? Yeah, seriously. That's why we're not talking about him. He's such a jerk. Yeah, Jesus. I was like, I'm not going to respond to this. All right, okay, <laughs> this six. Thoughts on this right now in terms of what 
the level of quality will be? Will there be a dramatic drop off from first to worst? Or are we going to see more of a parody? Um, so the team, first of all, Rob Campana slipping with you know the censorship because Winnie the Bish is a team name that we now have to talk about because uh, this is a team that's very obviously going to dominate. Uh, Winnie the, the Bish is the latest installment of the two and a half Dan's offense uh, with um, McPhee. Danny McPhee at quarterback. So now you have a guy who's like the first time around Danny McPhee didn't have Joey Taylor around and Joey Taylor hadn't fully refined his system. Now he has. He's able to teach it to a guy who's the fastest guy in the field no matter who else is on the field. I, I feel like this is a bunch of kids in a playground going, I want to be quarterback. And then it's, no, I want to be quarterback. And they're and they literally just, each they just taking make a, turn. a team in every division. It's like every every one will be a quarterback at some point and then that's like, you know, you know the coaching tree, you have Andy Reid and you have like branches of, hey, this is the quarterback for this team and all this and that. Well, winning the Bish might be the team that could run away with Div 6. So what you're saying is Hall of Fame Joey Taylor inspired an entire new way of quarterbacking and earned his right to well, like, the, so uh, the Temple. It's like the West Coast I, offense, right? I know, I, know, I know you're doing that to inflame arguments, and I love that. But the, the re- like part of the reason he got elected to the Hall of Fame was exactly that, is his influence over the league. So he's like By the way, we have a Hall of Fame. So just, oh, yeah. yeah, for Division 6, by the way. For those of you who were not aware... We have a Hall of Fame. Play for 10 seasons, you might get to the Hall of Fame. Or you might Strong not. Strong stats. All right, Tanky Fatua. I know that's a team close to your heart there, PZ. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Tanky Fatua. And I look at this roster here as Eagle will get it up for us eventually. Thank you very much, Eagle. I, I like the composition of what this team is. I know they didn't have A.J. Rashkaran playing this week, but they have a good core that I think can, they can build upon and make some noise. Didn't you save. hate Ryan Eichler? I did for like two minutes. Okay. Like two minutes. But then I was like, no, the guy's a good player. Good so you're, you're fickle and you might hate him again. No, I won't hate him again. No, I won't hate him again. No. Uh, schedule, please, for uh, Tango Fatua, please. Look, they have a schedule that, uh, look, Winnie the Bitch, I mean, Winnie the Bitch will be on the schedule February 16th. And that could be the determining factor of whether or not these are the top two teams, mm-hmm. or maybe someone jumping each other for a higher seed in the playoff rankings. It's a team I like a lot. I, I, AJ Rashkovan subbed for them when there were Summer Birds last spring. Uh, I believe he played one game and caught three touchdowns or something like that. I'm probably wrong. Whatever. He had a good game. Leave me alone. The thing is, um, he's on the team. Noah Groper's on the team. Uh, and Noah Groper's good, man. If these guys are on the team full-time, you're going to see a massive improvement from Ryan Eichler because I don't think he was bad to begin with, but now giving him proper weapons I think is, is going to be absolutely Like key. he has missiles now then coming in with a spoon in a fight. Like he can just blow up defenses with, with what he has on offense now. Like mm-hmm. this is a better uh, built team than before. And if you said before, if all these guys show up, they could probably put up 40 bombs or 40 points per game if they desire to play that level of football. Uh, yeah, absolutely. A team I'm surprised by, and I think it might be a forfeit, which I'm going to confirm more uh, in a second. Or no, was it? A, it wasn't a forfeit. We need we need the bitch actually beat Trailer Park Boys thirty to nothing. No, it's a forfeit. It's forfeit. Yeah, there was what the whole issue of, of what the timing was it for that game or. No, that was for unknown talent. Trailer yes. Park Boys uh, dressed someone they shouldn't have, and then they went over a cap. But either way, they would have lost the game. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but to be honest, uh, there's a cap, by the way. For yeah. Division Six teams, pay attention. You um, know what you're doing. All right, uh, but no, but the thing is, the thing is, uh, that's a team who I expect to be very good. Antoine has improved a lot. 
he had a rough outing this season, but uh, they're a team that, you know, they, they went up against who I think are the Division Four runners right away uh, in the first game. So I expect Trailer Park Boys to be one of the top teams. In what about Pension Plan? So how is, how is it I can't throw Division Six anymore, but Vince Pisano is allowed? Old yeah. man age, I guess. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's crooked-ass cap, Eagle. It is what you call uh, corruption. Crooked-ass cap. But, but look at this roster, though. Yeah. Like uh, D'Onofrio, you got uh, Junior Sparrow on this roster. I've heard Junior Sparrow is not going to play. Uh, more, he probably won't play much of the season, if at all. You kidding me? That sucks. Yeah. The, like they, I mean, like, hope he's back soon, but it, it doesn't. Anthony's I've heard, I've heard from uh, from a few players on pension plan, he won't be playing. Anthony Cijo, I mean, yeah, just can't. Anthony Cijo alone though in Division Six is like he's gonna just tear it up with his muscles. Like he's gonna yeah. ram through all these guys, and maybe they should be a higher division. I'm not too sure, but like this is a great opportunity. For well, but like so, also McDowell is a very good team. Very so this this is actually a really good week one game between two Division Six teams. I think I think Pension Plan is dogging it a little bit. Vince Pisano to me is too good to be playing in Division Six. Although a little bit of a tough start, didn't play this fall, maybe a little rusty. Um, and then uh, for some reason, McDowell went back and forth for quarterbacks forever. But then when they played us in the playoffs last spring uh, or last winter, Louis Philippe Node was the guy they went with, and the guy, the guy's good. His ability to throw on a run and throw from different platforms super impressive. So are, are we ranking Petroplan higher than McDowell, or do you think McDowell finishes? They're, they're about the same. They're two teams that um, not the strongest rosters, but have diff, like specific advantages. I think Vince Pisano's knowledge and, and ability to play quarterback positions advantage. I think the athleticism, guys like Julien Proulx, uh, Louis-Philippe No, Victor Nolin, like these are guys are very good athletes, and I think uh, both of them will see them probably like Seven-ish win team, six, seven win teams. All right, quickly here. I saw Trap Stars play. We'll get the Trap Star roster up here. Not, notably, not the Trap Stars who are famous for losing. No, no, that was a that was a level of uncharacteristic. All right, so Trap Stars, Ryan Gar back at quarterback. Uh, first time I think in, in a couple of years he hasn't played. He was telling me I saw him the other day. Uh, a little rusty. Uh, you can buy time in the pocket, but it's just him reading the field better. I mean, he had some open reads, but he just didn't see it and he just threw it away when he could have had easily like a six-yard catch. I. They showed some talent, but I just think it's going to take them, I think, three or four games to get themselves into rhythm. But I wonder if that might be too late to get themselves a higher seed. So I think it's important for them to at least get a couple wins before. Like, Lambus Pajamas they'll have next week, which is not an easy game for them. But I think for Ryan Garber, he has the talent in him to become a solid quarterback in this well, division. Well, look, as a guy who coached Ryan Garber in FPF Jr., uh, yeah, his ability to buy time is awesome. I've always, I felt when I was coaching him, he relied on it too much, and it kind of uh, handicapped his ability to to make reasons progressions. And I'm saying that given the fact that when I coached him, he put up yeah. mo- nonsense numbers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I thought he could have been even better than that. Is what I'm saying. Right. And I think this is a, a chance and opportunity for for him to to really step it up. Uh, David Giroux, Kyle Oberfeld, really really good players. Um, I like this team a lot, and I think this is a good group of guys for, for Ryan Garber to, to improve with. But look, they got four interceptions on Phil Osan. They, ne- they need to win that game. You can't, you can't get four interceptions on the quarterback and lose 19-8. Kings of the North have the very cool uniforms. They look like the North. Yeah, they, they, they were playing the same time as us, so I didn't yeah, get to see much of the game. Uniforms. But I think they might have the best uniforms in FPF. For uh, did you see the reason. hot sauce vice uniforms? I've yet to see no, that. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to seeing that soon enough. All right, uh, I know we're at the uh, deadline of the show here because Eagle is telling me we have to speed it up here. And next we have Division 1 and 2, Division 4, which is A and B, and 35 plus, Mo. You ready? There's no games yet because they're playing right now. So you're going to dance. And break.
All right, welcome back. So we're going to Div 1 now, and I'm going to give you a stat that's going to blow your mind about who has a better offensive ranking than the other player. Blow it, Mo. Want it now or after? I want it now. I always want to know. Okay. So, uh, Peasy Del Reese, uh, Peasy, Mocon, Eagle, and the Birch. Um, I think this is probably the group that knows us best. Yeah, I know, but you never <laughs> know, right? Because supposedly there's new people in every that's division. True. Every every episode, someone's first episode. Like you know, this this new team in Div One, App Test One Two Three. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may not know who we are, right? So, or App Test ABC, right? You should see who's on that roster. I'm amazing. Okay, so. Oh yeah, it's the other Alex Dakula. <laughs> no, it's me. It's the it's the team slash game we use for testing our app. Okay, so I'm on it and I score a lot of touchdowns and a lot of interceptions and yes. a lot of everything. It's yeah. pretty good. I'm amazing. Okay, so you you can't sit with us. Played uh, DA's finest on. Are you gonna do the thing, Mo? Are you gonna do the thing? Are you gonna do the the, the thing Mo does every season? Oh, is this the worst? Is this the life? worst finest team oh, ever? It's definitely awful. <laughs> okay, so that's not the point. Okay, so. Because they're not a good team. All right. That's you not a good sit, point, Mo. You can't sit with us. Has Isaiah Lard who, who subbed in for them, okay? So Isaiah Lard's uh, offensive ranking is 80.8. Mm-hmm. So that got eliminated from the uh, offensive uh, list of, of cap. You know who has a higher offensive ranking than uh, Isaiah Lard? Take one guess. Terry Tan. Terry Tan. 82.2. Yeah, I know, because I keep... I keep asking him to play on my teams, and he never fits my cap. How's that possible? Terry Tam has a higher. It's the division multiplier. That's crazy. Okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, Div 1. Finals get cracked by uh, Alex Halawak-less uh, quarterback, as he was not there. It was Vinny Galano, who uh, got to the head of Kevin Wyeth and Keyshawn Thompson, who took uh, an OC of 10 plays. And, like, they didn't have Pat Jerome, didn't have Guillaume Ward playing for them, so that might have been a big difference in terms of the outcome. But let's not forget, you can't sit with us to not have Alex Holloway, which is a huge loss for yeah. anyone trying to run an office. I so mean, I, I'm okay, so, but, like, not that many teams have the ability to go to Vinny Galano as a backup quarterback. No, that's a luxury in Div yeah. 1. It's not so, bad. It's, not no, bad. it's, it's, fair, it's fairly uh, luxurious to have that type of uh, attitude of, of, of that quarterback. But the so, 19 points allowed against against the finest is... Uh, pick six as well for um, You Can't Sit With Us. So that probably was the difference in terms of the outcome of the scoreline. But You Can't Sit With Us with the Alex Holowak onto that roster. Not to overreact here, but that looks like a very potent team. So Sorry, what was that, Mo? You Can't Sit With Us with an Alex Holowak on the roster. Yeah. Be very potent. Yeah, because don't forget, this removes Vinny Galano as a receiver, right? So yeah. uh, definitely, definitely uh, when, he, when he's back, this team will be... Uh, absolutely, absolutely stacked. Um, so, what is it though about the finest that you think keeps seeing them in this kind of position, especially early in the season, past couple of seasons, where they they take them a second to get going? They remind me of you know those boxers, the great ones who always look for that last fight, mm-hmm. and they they kind of s- struggle out there and. And they always find that one last burst, and they always get that knockout. Oh, my God, they found it themselves deep down to get that knockout punch. That's the exact same thing with this finest team. They reminded me of the Patriots on Saturday where no one could get open receiver-wise. Didn't have the, the over-the-top speed uh, to work with. Kadeem Pierre was there, but uh, Micah Sarri as well was there. But those are guys that are not familiar to the rotation of what Kevin what Kevin Wyeth wants from his receivers. And I think Pat Jerome and Guillaume Ward would have made a difference to Pease, but – I just think right now, if even with those guys on the team, and I think I was talking to Terry Town about this or Dan Lazar, one of those two guys, I think they might struggle to get six wins. Yeah. I think six is probably their ceiling right now. 
unless they are going to have everyone there, then maybe I see seven, seven, if not eight wins. But I think six would be their realistic goal for them. Um, it's possible. Uh, the thing is, it's 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 hard to discount them because I I kind of expected it to follow suit with past previous seasons, past couple seasons where, again, it just it takes a second for it to to, to all come together. Um, but so I've been saying for a while that teams in Division One need to start looking elsewhere for talent other than relying on the same guys because guys get older and uh, there's new talent that appears in FPF constantly. Right. And when they added uh, Antoine Dassault-Leclerc a couple of years ago, I was like, this is the start. This is the finest. They, they, you know, he was playing at Concordia. Mike, Mike Harrington recorded him. Was uh, that Laval? I thought it was... I thought it was uh, Check that out, Eagle, please. Look, look it up. I Antoine thought it was when he was at Kanye. It might be Laval, though. Yeah, I called this game at Laval. But anyway, so, so he... Um, he recruited him. He's a guy who was playing in Division Six at the time, and I said, "Okay, yeah. well, that's it. That's the understanding of like athletes can be anywhere yeah. in FPF. You need Laval, to be willing to look you. for them." It was Laval? My mistake. Um, so, all that to say, you know, isn't the time to start looking to the fountain of youth? But I don't know if they have the resources. I don't know if they know enough younger players. I mean, it's sort of that you grow, every time you, go, if you go to the field an hour early and stay an hour late. Right or not even the full hour, like just a few minutes into the game before you, a few minutes of the game after you, you've had a chance to see, you know, per hour we have three games going on. We ha- we have we have six six teams on the field, right? But I don't think anyone knows who they are, and they don't know anyone else but themselves. You get my point? Like, hey, people go, like, hey, that's PZ. Hey, PZ, I love your podcast. No, no, that, that's fine. But I'm saying, but if you watch the game and you see a guy who just is a freak athlete, and you can work him in to start him in as as you're like. Fifth receiver or fourth receiver. Like, look, they, they had brought in Chris Miard at one point when Chris Miard was an unknown quantity. But there's right? also like a bad breakup too, right? They I understand. I understand. But like, the, but like, like to me, that was the start of something and they never continued that. Then they just go back to the guys they're more familiar with and we see the Pilons are no longer there. We see, we see um, Miard, Chris Miard is no longer McLean. there. Uh, well, McLean wasn't a fine but the yeah. Kevin Wyeth connection, right? Exactly. And like, again, they, you know, they, they bring, they bring, um, what's his name? They, they bring back uh, Matt Kerouac, but, you know, that's not like Matt's a very talented player, but it's not that over uh, like super top end talent that, that they really, really He's need. He's not the cough syrup that's going to help with their cough. Hmm. And, but look, I look at. Or cough addiction syrup. to cough syrup. Yeah, for sure, which could, very be, could be very addictive. All right. Seriously, so, Matt, you got to kick that. I look at STL. Do we see this team struggle because maybe the. L- the comfort level of adapting to Div 1 might take them a few weeks. <laughs> you know, they scored 38 points in week one. I know, but... <laughs> you know, Dylan Taylor, is, it, is this Dylan Taylor's first back game to Back-to-back back losses to Braves, if you think of the that's fall true. championship that's true. in yeah, Tier that's 1. True. So, like, look, they faced off against Braves. Um, and, and, look, you know, we no, talked no about... No shame to lose to the Braves, but but, but we talked about the thing we just talked about, right? So, Jared Taylor... Who's not played higher than what Division Four before? I guess he played Division Two. He played Div with, with, with uh, or Div A with uh, Dan Lazara. Um, oh, as well. They brought up they brought up Nick Lassard, which is right? a very good acquisition. A huge acquisition, and it doesn't even hurt your cap. Uh, Sean Steen is on the roster. I mean, it, there's interesting. It, uh, I don't know if they'll all work, but there's interesting acquisitions where they're at least trying to stay um, to stay above the curve, right? The, it's something that'll give them a spark. To compete in Division One, and I don't, I don't want to even say you know the struggle to compete because they lost by ten points to likely the best team in the division. And Ryan Perry, let's not forget about him. And Ryan Perry as well. Like it's, it's, it's a good team, top to bottom. Um, Jordan, I'm, I'm Jordan excited. McLaren I'm excited too. for STL in the in this division. I, I think 
Okay, here's a good question for you. This should be the poll question. Who do you want to avoid throwing the football to when STL's on defense? Jamie Ojea, Jordan McLaren, or Theo Ojea? All. Can you throw like, it out of bounds? Like, like if, they, if they're playing cover three or, or they're playing three deep, there's no way you can throw deep against those guys. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, they're going to go through, like, the stratosphere to get that football. And it also allows them a lot of flexibility in terms of, like, uh, it, it allows, you know, some, luxury, some of those freak right? athletes to be able to patrol in the flats and really, like, bait quarterbacks and throwing. Because, you, you know, a lot of times if you can bait an interception in the flats, it's a pick six, right? So th- they're a defense that, that can put points on the board as well as uh, a score them. As 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 avoid scores. So I realized that it's not a minute and ten seconds in. We're about an hour and ten. I'm like, wow, this is a really long time. <laughs> We've been here. talking about SDL for yeah. only a minute. All right, division two. Uh, we look at this division in terms of um, the overall outlook. I see that Taco Tuesday, who I got to watch play on uh, Monday, even though they are a Tuesday-based team here. We get the roster up here, Eagle, if you don't mind for me, please. What does a Tuesday be? Oh, because Taco Tuesday. Yeah, the whole LeBron James Taco Tuesday. I. I like this roster. Uh, it's gonna take. I think it's gonna take them a, a couple weeks to get themselves immersed with each other, rapport wise. They're all individually talented players, and they had a, a feisty fight uh, with Killer Bees, who even lost by uh, twenty points here. It was close in the first half. Bees were keeping uh, score for score, but they just couldn't convert in the second half and, and why they lost to, to uh, Taco Tuesday. But I do like Taco Tuesday a lot. It's funny because the moment you said Taco Tuesday, the first thought I had was, but Dan can't throw in Div 2. Mm. Who, <laughs> whose roster is this? <laughs> we do miss uh, Dan Tacos Lazara playing in, uh, in FPF. Well, he's a scorekeeper, man. I feel too. You can catch I, know, I was Monday talking with him yesterday. Monday nights, you know. Uh, no regard. I Look, this is a – I don't want to overstep my bounds here with no regard, and I will now. But this is probably a very mature – team in terms of how they played. I mean, they played without Corey Packer on the weekend. They beat the studs in a thriller uh, in a one-score victory over the studs, who, by the way, had an eight-point lead on hashtag NR. But the maturity came through where no regard did not fold under pressure. They kept with their game plan, made a stop on defense, got it back, scored, and essentially won by two. This was a, a great football game between two excellent Div 2 teams in this division. Well, look, you know, can we say by looking at this roster? Okay, we know Fred Dupree was thrown instead of Corey Packer. Yes. So let's not look at the quarterback position. But if we look at like, you know, now they have they have their core of Jordan Moses, Travis Moses, Kendall Myers, right? We That's right. Lo- the original. Long player. since been the best players on that team from when they first started, right? Yes. Um, then they have Jermaine Parrish. They have Quay Johnson, who replaces Michael Paul Pierre, in the lineup. Uh, Patrick Jazon, who's Underrated for how talented huge he, st- he had a huge play for uh, for them on the weekend. So they they have guys that have come up and understand the game. And I think this is a much more so. That's the thing is, game. is this safe to say this is the best uh, roster hashtag NR? Has yeah, I think it is. I think this is a, a more balanced roster mm-hmm. where I don't think they're going to have that angst of oh my god, is so and so going to show up or is it going to be six guys and we figure out hey, these are our best six, we'll go with it. This is a team, and I'm not too sure Jeremy Anderson is going to play for them or not. I'm not too sure, but. This is oh, but team. I mean, like, Jeremy Anderson doesn't hurt. That's just gravy at that point, right? Yeah, like, that's just the added uh, dressing to the salad. But I think this is a team now. We, you, you have salad without dressing? Yeah, I, I don't have dressing with my salad. Once in a while. We'll go to Duns, we do. But I look at 
this team now, Quay Johnson. We, is that even a salad or is that just you just eat lettuce? Lettuce. <laughs> lettuce with, with uh, nice cucumbers. All right, uh, Quay Johnson. Lettuce and cucumbers. Can it be like he's like olives in your salad? I'm he's like breadcrumbs in your salad? No, or I like, like Greek salad better. Croutons. I don't like tomatoes, so I can't do Greek salad. Feta. I love feta. A little bit of feta in your salad. Oh, my God. Again, I can only eat cheese once a week. My life is terrible now. By choice. I love feta. Not by choice. By not wanting to die soon. Choice. I guess that's a choice. Uh, but Eagles diabetes test coming up week three of the podcast. We'll do it before the Super Bowl. No. no. Quake Johnson. Another yeah, we'll do it before the Super Bowl because yeah. uh, last year after the dent you put in at the buffet at my house. That's best. Oh, really? Yeah. Eh? yeah. Can we go through the list of what he did? Um, yeah, I'll bring that next week because I, I have the list of Quake Johnson, a great addition to this team. And I think he fortifies their back end. Yeah. And he played physical in the right way of the well, football. Felix Laflamme. Three catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. For Felix Laflamme, that's a quiet day. Yeah, it is. A very quiet day. So where's the weak link on this roster? There is none. There I, don't is know. None. I don't think there is a weak link. All right, we got a champion. We might, we might. Honestly, we might. And the thing is, the, so the, the weak link is that Fred Zupi is not their quarterback, and they still won. And Fred Zupi is not a weak link because he's, ta- he's very talented as well, right? So, like, it's not so bad that you can call on a guy who's played Div 2 and been successful in Div 2 before. Like, Div 2 might have one of those, like, uh, years where... A quality team might not make the playoffs. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. Who does Lightweight beat this season? And I've been on the Simon Dagenet bandwagon saying he's improved. Uh, By the way, Simon Dagenet, I think, is about 300 yards away from being number three all-time passing. Yeah. Um, He still holds the interception record as well. Although I'm catching up fast. Look, and by the way, whoever did that game screwed up on the uh, stats. Uh, I'll find out who did that. Okay. Um... But just they got smoked by bad boys. The team, like, I think, the team without Simon either fit, like, because Simon's quarterback cap forces them to play Division Two, but the team cap allowed them to fit, and I believe is either Division Four B or Five A. Let me check this. But, I mean, look, if, if you take away, if you if you didn't tell me which division they were playing lightweight, and you said this, Mo, this is the roster: Corey Kennedy, Justin Lerner, Simon Dagenet. Uh, like, it's a good. They team. could play it's a good roster. Three, not four. Now four, okay. Uh, if we go back to the roster, if you just told me like Mo, this okay, is but the like, remo- okay, but remove Simo though. Like I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remove Simo, what's the wh- you probably four It's close. 4B? It's close. Yeah. Like this, uh, this, by this the way, Mo, you're kind of sort of right. So he is 230 yards away from third place, Mark yes. Matiotra, and then he the is currently is close, no? he's 560 yards away from second place. That's right. Which will be Ryan Kastner. Yeah, which will and get. he's he'll 20 thousand yards away from Kevin Wyatt. <laughs> which he'll get like in 30 years. Okay, so I look at this roster and Eddie that's Lee, funny. Eddie Lee included. This is a good team that might need again a few weeks to get themselves acclimatized. But I'm not saying they're going to win seven games here, but they might win four or five. Who, who are the, what are the four games? Terror Squad. Okay. Killer Bees. Maybe. Uh, no cap who's on that roster, if you don't mind checking that that's, out. That's so no cap. So Jimmy Jimmy Lee Janvier might be in a little over his head. But so that's three wins right there. A, the dude's got a rocket. B, the team is stacked. Jean-Guy Rappel, former Concordia running back. Edward Valme is there. Uh, Jean-Guy Rappel is there. Cassie Lozon. Uh, Cassie yeah. Lozon, exactly. Like, that's a good team, man. I'll give oh no, I'll give Simo the win. Uh, can I see the roster again for Simo's uh, schedule here at Eagles? Lightweight. You're welcome. Um, oh, don't forget Justin Latch on this roster. Uh, schedule, yeah. please, Eagle. Uh, okay, so I have them at three wins. Terror Squad, Killer Bees, No Cap, 
And but they're going to lose one of those three games, right? B- like, no, I think they win those games. BYOB. You, th- you don't think they have a slip-up in a game they should win? No, I think they, they, those are games I think they will win. BYOB, BYOB is another win for them. No, I don't think so. BYOB is going to smoke them. It's not even be close. BYOB is much stronger than Lightweight is. Underachievers 2.0. Who was on Underachievers? Eagle? Oh, yeah. Well, okay, but they have Dylan Taylor. Yeah, Dylan Taylor. Like, it's not a Coaches, super strong team. McLaren. But, yeah, it's it's Dylan Taylor. I think this is competitive. Yeah. I think it's competitive. I, I think it's a tie. So you're saying, what, 3-6-1? 4-5-1? Yeah, 3-6-1. Yeah, I'll go 3-6-1, and one, and they'll be bounced in week nine of the season, and their playoff post will be extinguished. So I know that... Apparently, Simo's added some players too, so we'll see. We'll see if that improves the team. But uh, team as constituted right now, I I don't see it. I I think even the games they well, have thirty five minutes in. We're no, almost halfway. Let's do thirty five plus minutes. Okay, I think it's thirty five minutes in. So Mo, when you're on the radio, how does the producer <laughs> talk to you and doesn't interrupt the entire show? Because uh, I have a clock on my screen. Like that? <laughs> Not like the one that. that's right in front of you? Not like that. It's a different clock, actually. So time is different. It's a different yeah. clock. Yeah, it's it's not a regular clock. Do you guys have IBF? It's, it's, uh, no, we uh, have... I forgot what we have. Anyway, the so point is... You have, do you have in-ear communication though from... Yeah, we do, yeah. Okay, so IBF. Yeah. That's all. Okay. When I do this, you should be able to hear what I say and you can continue with talking. Sure, absolutely. Okay. I'm waiting for you to finish your point. I don't want to talk over you. How many minutes we have? We're 19 minutes into this show, no? Exactly. So we have another 11 minutes to talk to too, no? Yeah. All right, so we'll right. <laughs> I was talking Div 2, man. We're getting revved up about Div 2 and stuff. We're getting See? revved up. But for more Div 2 talk, tune in next week to Calling the Audible. Same calling time, same calling channel. Okay, See, I don't know why I, I mute myself on the board because I can still talk to him on when everyone else can hear us argue pretty yeah. much. Because it's the same. He just yeah, doesn't our, say anything. Our, our production meetings are live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we make adjustments on the The fly. worst is, like... Mo got, you got here at what three hours before the show? About two and a half. I got here about an hour and fifty minutes before the show. Eagle got here like forty minutes before the show. Like we were all here. We could have definitely had a production meeting, but instead, like I was watching Netflix. Mo was doing some shit. Eagle stuff. was like, you know, doing something I took my that had to do with exercising. Take my notepad. That's what I did. My notepad. This is this is what I do. Okay, so thirty-five plus, ten minutes to go. All right, boys. Uh, the first ever time we discuss a complimentary division on Call of the Hour. So can we criticize them, or we we're not yeah, allowed well, to criticize? They're old. They can't even watch the show. They don't know how computers they're, work. They're in bed by like eight o'clock. They, you know? they don't. They don't know. They don't know how to stream us. They don't know where to find us. They don't know what computers are. So we're we're going off a uh, off a uh, off a uh, presumption because they're playing their games as we preview their season. So in reality, we're but they have games played. No, they don't. No, nothing. They have not played yet. This is their this is their week one. This is their first day. So what do we expect from uh, 35 plus? Well, first oh, off, I clicked on co-ed. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> There's three different divisions of 35 plus. So you have Division One, which has OAS, Monster, and MTL Spitfire. You have Division Two, which is Old Eight Outlaws, Grumpy Old X Men, and Pacemakers. All great names, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then we have the KTFL Draft Division, which contains Polvige, FPF, JMJ, and Pizzazz. Ooh, I like that one already. So. That's what I know about 35 plus. What do you know, Pease? I'm saying the, the the names from the regular division much stronger than KTFL. KTFL, you need to inject some steroids into your creativity. 
or but that's pretty good. Or get a little FPF in yourself, or okay. So, like we know some a few fa- familiar names: Carmen Pelletier playing in thirty-five plus, uh, Nimrod. What, what, Gymnosky. I don't know who that is. Nimrod, you know who Nimrod is? I don't is? know who that is. Are you kidding me? Not, can't, can't, Are you be serious? can't be mentioned on the podcast. Can't be mentioned on the podcast. Are you serious? Can't mention his name? Yeah, can't okay, mention. but there's a lot of familiar faces uh, playing 35 plus uh, guys. Who if, you are, think, if you think you know what Petty is, you don't know what oh, Petty oh, is. Me, I know. <laughs> I know what Petty is. All right, so what do we expect now in terms of this whole layout of Division One, Division Two? Now, Eagle, if you can just clarify for those who are seeing 35 plus for the first time. The Division One, Division Two. What is the layout in terms of the playoff aspirations for these teams? I believe one makes it the finals, and then two versus three. Hold on. Uh, so here we go. I'm reading. I'm literally reading this for the first time. So all ten, and then he puts eleven in brackets. Good job, Rob. Teams qualify for postseason. Four from tier one. Three from this is clearly not correct because there's not tier one and tier two. So whoever wrote this needs to be shot. Ooh. Uh, nicely. <laughs> How do you shoot, shoot them with kindness? No, like rubber bullets or something. All right, so I'm trying to understand. So we, we they, they take the, the top tier teams from the three divisions and they put them in one playoff bowl. Is that what it is? You want to call Simon and find out? Yeah, please. Okay, let's Thank do it. You. Yeah, get him on the phone. Yeah, that's why we have callers. This is the, the preview show. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused by this 35-plus thing. I'm trying to understand the whole... Uh, Nuances of this leak and how it plays out here. See, Montreal will be called. So there. Are I mean, the thing is, if you look at Montreal's been fired, monster. You know, the quarterback by Carmen Pelici and uh, and Corey Packer. You figure those to be the best teams. The best teams, right? Like they 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 should be uh, when you look at that. So I mean, you expect them to be the front runners, um, just to start off with. But then you see one of the up and comers in FPF, uh, Stephen Harpersod. He's he's an old age outlaws, not to be confused with regular what? outlaws. I can't hear you. I know. I no, hear this club. Nobody else like, hears that, Mo. What? The, 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 I can't hear you. But like we have to talk through it because I know. they don't hear it. I can't hear you. My headsets. I, mean, I can't hear you. You're sitting right next to me. I know. And and you control the volume of that. I could. In your headset. Simone Dash is not picking up. All right, so carry on as before. So yeah, so um, do you think a team like that, like a team like with an up and comer, can truly? Vous avez joint? It can truly. Oh, oh, we're leaving the message for someone. Veuillez laisser votre message right. Sorry, après le signal sonore. Après avoir laissé un message, vous pouvez raccrocher ou appuyer sur le carré pour entendre plus d'options. You know, Simon, you're completely responsible. We call you one time, one time to get information from you. You got that useless. Your job, your job is to watch the show. I can say anything. I can say anything. I can say goddamn anything now because you're not paying attention. You're supposed to be my sensor. Jesus Christ! I'm going to shoot you. What job? Stop Ooh. shooting him. Stop shooting him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, does a team with like an up-and-comer uh, at the helm like Stephen Harper have a chance against guys with the pedigree like Corey Pecker and Carmen Pelicci? But I look at OA- OAS. So you won't answer my question. Yes. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, like, I look at OAS, right? This is a team that 10 years ago were phenomenal athletes. Now they're 35-plus. They might be the team to beat. Yes. That's such a terrible way to dig someone. Yeah. Years ago, you were good. Now, you're old. You're but old. it is it is Corey Pecker throwing, not Kevin Wise, right? From my understanding. But this roster is still, uh, like, really good. Yeah, there's some yeah. guys who are still... Like, this is a Div 4 roster easily. Well, probably more so, but, yeah. yeah. Because the ratings, it, it won't be Div 4. Exactly, but. yeah. But let's say today yeah. or whatever. I mean, 
Um, but, but yeah, this this might be uh, the the team to beat in the Division One aspect of the thirty five plus. Is Andrew Bleving still a garage door? Fridge. Jesus. No, no, the fridge is too small, dude. He's a garage door. He's that. You are what you eat. In our so he's clearly a in truck. Our studio. Like he, he eats a he, truck. <laughs> yeah, like, he must have eaten like trucks. Eagle is like one half of his chest. He has a full Tonka diet. It's crazy, man. It's crazy on that. Uh, other rosters. Can you see some of the rosters here, Eagle? Like, uh, I, I mean, I did the setup for you. I know. <laughs> I know. Spitfire. This is a very old school. It's like an 80s roster here. Uh, well, no, man. Dom Benevento's on this roster. That's fun. Uh, but Jimmy Cooperwaith. Does that, does that not sound like an 80s like, uh, action hero, Jimmy Cooperwaith? Or like uh, an 80s stand-up comedy agent. Yeah, like he, Jimmy. When you think of Jimmy Cooperwaith, you think of that's my agent, Jimmy Cooperwaith. See, man, yeah. see, I don't know why I made him a '30s gangster. He's a '30s gangster. And then who's still on the team? Addy Sharma, Sean Avram on the roster as well. Ryan so Hunter. they're gonna lose because Sean Avram's there. And JP Moreau, who's on the roster. Right? Yeah. They say of the top ten uh, people with questionable morals on this planet, Sean Avram is ranked 11. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. do our top ten uh, list next week. I uh, look at this roster here. Monster, this is a team that is mostly West Island related. Look at mm, that's really relevant to the conversation. That's right. Andy Peterkin being a guy who's had who's won a division one title years ago. Kevin Wilson on this roster. That's the black and white era of FPF. Yes, that's correct. Uh, an older team, but probably a, a veteran team. They're all older teams. It's 35 plus. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying it's older. The they, oh, you're saying they put the plus in 35 yeah, plus? Yeah, they put the, the plus plus. Like we have 35 plus. This is 35 plus plus. Yeah. So this is an older team, but uh, definitely a, a team that understands the angles of FPF, and this might be uh, maybe the second best team, Monstars or Monster Gen. Monster, I I, I don't again. I, I, so the thing is, it's it's led by by Conan uh, Conan O'Brien, <laughs> Conan O'Brien, Craig O'Brien, <laughs> Craig O'Brien, uh, who like the thing is, he'll always have his teams competitive, and um, that's that's the thing that gives them a chance. Tier two, not tier two. Tier two division of two. Div- division two, two sorry, yeah. is uh, pacemakers. Yeah, what, what about this? This is the roster. I recognize like four names. Five. I mean, there's a guy who's third from the bottom who I've never heard of before in FPF. Uh, Rob White added to this roster late, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's a team that is gonna do all right. Like you know, Jason Rossi's been able to sling it in in core FPF. I don't know why he wouldn't do so in. Eagle likes uh, candy, right? So you have Twizzlers, and what's the other thing from Twizzlers? Uh, licorice Twizzlers, like the black one? No, the small of... Uh, oh, one. Nibs. Thank you. Okay. Name but it's n- name. I've never not eaten nib. that in my life, by the way. I've yeah, just given them okay. I I've prefer given, actual licorice. I've given them away yep. at Halloween. That's Same. how I know it exists. Yep, exactly. Uh, grumpy old X-Men. I would imagine this it's is the X-Men. The X-Men. It's uh, very close, actually. Wade Wilson, of course. Uh, oh, so hell, bro, he's playing. Vivek, uh, Swamidad's playing this team. Wade Williams. So we have a Williams versus Williams. Shane versus Wade Williams. That's like a real uh, who's who of roster. Jordan Rossi on this team. Martin Geary. This is a pretty. This this is a uh, composition of uh, the former X Men roster uh, from the old FPF time when they were there about four or five years ago, which they were pretty decent in terms of their win. Well, they're a team. Right they're a team that kind of X Men in in the main divisions kind of. They they had these strong seasons and then other seasons they were not competitive. Like they'd be either nine and one or one and nine. Like that was the the, the yeah. range of outcomes for them. Yeah. Not to right. mention the year we had to put in a quarterback cap thanks to uh, Guatemala. Yeah, Guatemala is the, so the the uh, the quarterback cap rule 
is known in FPF uh, circles as the Guadalma rule, as so he took over a team in Division 6 oh about halfway right, through yeah, the season. Yeah, the team the then went, went on to obviously win the championship because they had an experienced quarterback and was the only team to have, have one. At that point, it was realized, hey, just the quarterback can have a massive impact on a team. That's why there's a quarterback cap. So people like Dan Lazara and Vinny Galano can complain to Guatemala. And we had a so lot of back and forth about it. Like, should we let them do it? Should we not? Et cetera, et cetera. And then I think it was week seven or week eight, uh, Josh Feeder threw in Div 6. And we're like, yep, yeah, we definitely need, need a rule. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then last uh, Division 2 team, uh, other than the draft ones, we'll talk about those next week, Old Age Outlaws. You can now see the roster on your screen. Uh, it's the team I mentioned before, and now I'm still waiting for... Oh, uh, <laughs> you're It's like the who's who of PZ hating on these guys, man. Look who's at I the third... I don't. They're all my friends. They're nice dudes. Yeah, the third player, bottom... Uh, bottom Except for list. G. Bowman. He's just an unpleasant person. Oh, what, what about your boy over there? Uh, Kevin Cousset. Yeah, whatever. He's got his neck dyna. But it's, it, it's like, look, you have your, your list of enemies in this fucking division, bro. <laughs> it's, it's the, so what happens is I've realized that um, making fun of 35 plus is like making fun of the Amish. They're not going to, what are they going to do? Turn on their computer and see it happen? Are they going to drive here? They're going to come here by candlelight well, and on, horse and on, carriage on. and give me shit? Kevin. What are they going to do? Swear? What, was the Kevin, what did Kevin give us uh, back? Uh, yeah, he always he gives us some, some nice like, treats. He gave us, what, treats? He's the best. We got brownies. Yeah. We got Candies, I got jujubes, yeah, chocolate, he, he like, uh, yeah, cupcakes, he, he, he feeds yeah. the staff. He feeds the Road staff show. Uh, during the roadshow. Road yeah. Oh, now I know where I have an extra Tupperware. Yeah, yeah Kevin. Kevin That's yours, Kevin. I owe you Tupperware. For all, all you know, he has no place to put his neck down. Yeah, he's, he's looking for that. My neck are getting dried up. By yeah, they're getting all dry. They're not, they're not no tups. They ain't no tups. All right, so we, we covered uh, 35 plus. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> also, we have no games played yet. So and we'll do uh, we'll do the draft. Pre-season breakdown right there. We talked yeah. about your names. We made fun of lots of your players and your age. Well, that's what we're going to do with 35 plus, make fun of these guys. Mm. That's what I, I feel mean. like they'll listen to this while having a beer, and it's going to be the best time. They're going to be like, fuck you, peas. Screw you, Mo. These idiots. All right, let's go to 4 and 4 I mean, look, one day I'll be old enough for 35 plus, I imagine. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, 4A first. All right, okay, here we go. We'll go 4A and then 4B. We'll do 4B first. All right, so the Tide. I saw them play, and Dougie McKernan, or McKernan-Doug, what do you call him? McDoug. Kernan McDoug. I Look, they had a big win on the uh, weekdays as they beat Don't Mess With Texas. Now, Don't Mess With Texas, nice uniforms, but that's about it for them. So they're, they're, sim- they're the Division Four version of ECW. A, te- a lot of athleticism that can't figure out defense. No, 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 no. They have a lot of athleticism, man. They're a fast team. No, like, their biggest problem is, I hate to say it, but nice guy is Fred Millette, a quarterback. Sometimes he makes these uh, head-scratching throws. You're like, what the bleep is he the doing? The biggest issue with Fred Millette is predictability. Um, and it's better than it's been, but um, he doesn't adjust. So if if you've seen him drive down the field twice – You've seen his entire playbook, and he doesn't doesn't call any adjustments as the game goes on. And so the better the better defenses will know how to handle that by the end of the game, and that's usually what costs them. Well, Curry McDoug uh, had a good game, though. He uh, he's good, man. He's 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 a talented quarterback. He he really is. And but what makes him more lethal is that if he's if he's running with conviction, like he's this tough to just sack him because he just avoids everyone and. This his ability to buy time, yeah. get the ball down well, he's, the field. He's, he's a uh, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Is right? he? I thought he's an Eagles fan. No, he's a Steelers fan. He's a Steelers fan. 
he just has the disposition of an I Eagles fan. I think Semi begs the Eagles fan. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. But he's yeah, who, a, uh, who had uh, laser eye surgery, so he's not going to be available for the first two weeks. That sounds like a really bad excuse. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, so hit you in the face. Sorry, I can't pay for dinner. You know, laser eye surgery. Um, but the thing is, uh, yeah, he he's he's a, a Steelers fan, and you know, he reminds me of the on-field, ver- you know, on-field Ben Roethlisberger, not off-field, obviously, because he's not a terrible criminal um, that I know of. He might be, uh, but the thing is, is that uh, Curtin McDoug, he he buys time. He, my favorite thing about him is he's. Pass the line scrimmage by 15 yards and pump fakes. And it works every time. Yeah, because guys, oh, wait, he's going to throw the football. And then the, he just keeps on running right by them for yeah. an extra um, five to seven. But, you know, Chris Pinsano, uh has been his number one for a long time and being rewarded as such. I, I might put them in that group of teams that can make a deep playoff run. I think so, too. I think so, too. It's, it's the thing, the benefit of having a group of guys just work together for a long time. Uh, guys like Brett Calder and William Hurst and Andrew Ledoux. These guys have been there since day one back in the TCO days. Do we have that clip from uh, Brett Calder? What clip? We don't know. Probably not. Yes, we I know exactly what he means. Thank you oh, I much. think we do have the clip, actually. Clip, it's please. in our soundboard, no? Yeah, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Can you use that during the show, please? Like those like, funny laughs, please? Yeah, so like, you, what you do is... Which one was that one? He's flustered. Who was that? Who said that? Who said that? Oh, Theo. Theo. He's flustered. So, so whenever whenever Mo makes a mistake, you have to hit him with he's flustered. No, no, you gotta hit him with he's flustered. And whenever Mo is actually funny, you gotta give him the Brett Calendar laugh. There you go. You're gonna get more flustered than uh, than Brett Calendar laughs, go. I believe. Yeah, we got he's flustered. And then he's flustered. He's flustered. The last one. He's flustered. Jermaine. He's flustered. What's the Jermaine one? He's flustered. <laughs> that, that's like when you're like when you knock it out of the park, Mo. Like when a joke's so funny, it's not even Brett Calendar funny. It's oh, Jimmy man. Parrish funny. Please use those uh, sounders, please. Okay, so uh, half star is getting crunked on uh, the week. And did uh, they? That's you know very well, irresponsible. Well, they got. Like you guys are getting older, man. You got to drop that party lifestyle. Yeah, they have to. But not the best game uh, for half stars. Andrew Langbert did not have a good game. Uh, one TD, four ints. From those who I spoke to who were watching this game, said, "Boy, he looked like he was a uh, half a step slow in this whole game." And, half a star slow, so to speak. Perhaps, uh, but look, we got a guy like Kevin Schmuda. You play LVF, a very good team that uh, I've always admired and I've always been a big fan of, as you guys know very well. Sean Lafontaine, my home uh, Lafontaine, my homeboy. Uh, but you look at this team right now, LVF and half stars. I again, same thing. It wouldn't surprise me to see both these teams really go deep diving in the playoffs and go far. Yeah. I, I, look, I like Hepastars a lot. Um, bringing up Max Bura, Dondre Borden, and Jacob Weidman from lower divisions is a really smart idea. Uh, the guys are not huge cap hits who can definitely, definitely make plays. Uh, that said, like you see Dondre Borden and Max Bura combining for four catches and you know, 45 yards. I, I I would have expected them to have a big impact. But on it's the also game. adapting to the hard. I know they've played here and they're dabbled in higher divisions, but this is now a different speed from where they were because Dondre Borden killed was it six and fives before. Now this is four. and even well, he played with me in fall. Yeah, exactly. And and like when you catch fifteen touchdown passes from a guy who can't throw a ball, that's pretty impressive, right? It's so a, <laughs> it's a huge feat that's unheard of in in FPF, but. And, and Jacob Boydman's to be a guy who's always been criminally underused. Right, so. and I think it might take him uh, a few more reps to get used to the speed and the level. I don't think so. I think, I think the speed's there. I think uh, 
the guy who needs to adapt to the speed is Andrew Langford. This is the highest division he's thrown in so far. And that's what it looks like. But that said, like, Zachary Kiverger is a guy who, who uh, despite his threatening looks, has never, has never played in division this high either, you know, right? this guy watches this podcast. Right? That's fine. He knows his son has threatening looks. <laughs> he told me, he goes, hey, uh, good podcast. I'm like, how the bleep do you know about the podcast? And I go, oh. I'm like, oh. Hmm. I'm like, oh, man. Frank K's mom listens to the podcast. Shut the bleep up. No, she, yeah, no, 100%. She she had commentary. She in sent me death threats. Yeah, for what? For we said something. For like, saying he wasn't a good quarterback. Which we every second said. season. <laughs> yeah, every second season that's true. Every second. Are season you kidding me? Unbelievable. No, we're not kidding you at all. Anyway, uh, touched by Angelotti. I saw them play. Mm-hmm. Um, to be determined, their value of what they are going to be. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's not the, saying anything. Uh, I'm waiting for you to put the scoreboard if they're touched by Angeletti. If you get the game up properly, so I can explain why. Tie game against the squad. Yeah, and but we need to fix it up. Yeah, Coop Telemac did not throw. It was, it was Justin Ware who threw, not Yakub Telemac. We had that whole uh, a roster glitch, so we got to fix it up. There you go. But um, also, uh, Gordon Hogan. Sheen Feinberg. Well, Sheen Feinberg was there. He's not throwing? No, Gordon, Hor- Ho- Gordon Hogan was throwing. Okay, uh, this interesting. Past weekend. I, I, but I, again, don't you want to have Gordon Hogan as a receiver? Yeah, but can Shane Feinberg get him the football? Yes? Question mark? M- maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I think Hogan, Hogan gives them a better option because Mike Knopf is much But here's more. the thing. Don't forget that uh, Div 4, Div 4A today is closer to what Div 5A was in years past. Right. So I don't think, he's comp- I don't think Feinberg's completely outclassed in this division at all. But the speed might be is where he but it, No, but again, he played in Division 5A before. And 4A this season is essentially what 5A was. So you're saying it's, it's, it's you're saying that it's jumped the division then because every so like we, the caps were reduced by by ten points eagle, and quarterbacks have been progressed upward because they've everyone's got experience Spider-Man, now. Yeah. So like for example, I can't I can't throw in division six anymore, right? right? I can only throw in five. So I'm throwing if I'm throwing in a second team, I'm throwing in division four and five, right? Right. But that's the case for not just me, but the bulk of FPF. Right. Which is why you know Simone's now in Division Two, which is why this team is now Division in Division Four. And sooner than later, Simone will be Division One, and he can retire. And I'm a Div One quarterback. He will never retire. All right, so Eagle, if you don't mind, uh, sidebar: if you can uh, fix up the Coop Telemac, that's uh, the weird quarterback, and Matthew Peacock was the recovering stats, please. Thank you. That's very complicated. You know, there's a way to send us these changes. Right? I could, but I'm telling you right now, live on. I'm going to forget. I know you will not forget. Just fill in the paperwork, and we'll take care of it. All right, perfect. Bureaucratic uh, geeks. Yeah, we are. Uh, other teams that caught your attention from Division 4A in terms of the quality. Keep uh, talking because the internet's very slow. It is. Uh, look, I, I, I see Chalk of Thunder. Uh, Le Pinsleref Sud had a good victory for themselves. Pinsleref Sud's an interesting team. Um, They're a wild card. Yeah, like, so the thing is, you know, you know, you know the, 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 the Vienne brothers as well as anybody else in this league, right? Like, they're, they're kind of FPF royalty at this point. They've been around that long. Um, but... The thing is, they're they're a team that's uh, very talented and has the experience to do well. They're going. They seem to be go back to Julian Fizes here. That's the the addition of the cap room now. Moving up a division allows them to the flexibility and seven touchdowns, one interception for his game. I think that's the best version of this roster because if you can have uh, Marcus Vien as a, as a snapper rather than as a quarterback, that's the best version of this team. How did Outlaws lose this game? Look at their roster. Yeah, but I, I watched this game. Outlaws. I think the additions of certain guys trying to feel themselves into the system is 
adapting. I mean, Jim Clarethris is on this roster. I'm not saying he was a downfall, but him trying to get himself used to what this team embodies. But I just think they didn't have a good game. They were just sloppy coming out of the gates. They were slow. They didn't react as quickly as they wanted to. Like they were down by two scores in the first half, and I, they just could never recover. And I, and I know you ask Eagle, how could they lose this football game? It was the simple fact that they had a slow start out of the gates, and they cost them early in the matchup. Well, and the thing is, like um, Stephen Harper said, is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the middle divisions. Uh, but that said, he's also a guy who needs stops from his defense. Like, you allow 45 points, it's going to be hard. The way he calls the game, it's it's going to be hard for him to keep up because he's not a quick strike quarterback. No. He's a very methodical quarterback. So, like, you go into the you end the first half down 26-13, that's not his game. I'm a little bit worried, though, because Outlaws have made a, a few finals in a row, have they not? Yes. And if they don't make the finals, that means we can know uh, cookies or muffins from uh, Kevin Kusai. Um, that's true. So that's true. we got to rig this so they get to the finals and we have them playing once again. Uh, Mad Bears, uh, a team that we know very well. They weren't happy with us last year scorekeeping. And uh, Eagle get the roster up. And yeah, but nobody likes scorekeepers. No, no, Kevin Kusai likes me. Yeah, but like real people. Like who? Like humans that don't wear necktanas. And football pants. Yeah. No, sure. Mad Bears, uh, all familiar faces coming back to this team here. Uh, they've had themselves, they've had some deep playoff runs. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I look at this division, this might be the right fit for them. But for, for them, they have to get off to a, bad, a better start. They got off to an awful start on Monday losing, watching that game a bit here at, at Hebert. They have to put together a run of wins. They have don't mess with Texas coming up. Sebastian Thibault, we see him be a, a two-way player on both sides of the football, and, and it will all go through him if he's going to be the difference maker for this team. Yeah, six so... Six sacks, Jesus. Sorry? Six Adam, sacks by his Six yeah. sacks so in this game. when you're going to speak, Eagle, feel free to use a microphone. Yeah. I know it's our first episode, but it's just easier if you use a microphone. I just figured someone was going to notice it, and I wouldn't have to say it. Oh, when absolutely. Mo was going to say... Since you've noticed well, it, I, Thibault, see, how much time, see how much time stops. you could have saved if you just spoke into the go, microphone? Go, go, scroll back up, please. Go back up uh, to the top. So, this team, I believe this was the game where Mike Roy had five guys. I think. Like, like a six, burger? Yeah, because what happened was they wanted to add a guy. I said, guys, if he's not on the roster, you already played the game. If the guy's not on the roster, you add him now. It's a forfeit by league rules. So, they played with five for the first five minutes of the game. So, they're okay. What do you mean? I don't understand. I don't understand that rule. What are you the, talking the about? The league rule, right, is if you have a roster, you submit, hey, I have five guys playing right now, and then Mocon's walking by field two. Hey, Mo, you come play for the is team? It, is it quarter? Is As it, the game is started. The game started, yeah. The is game started, then you can't do it. Yeah, well, yeah, wait, is it first half? doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter. We changed that. Change the rule. Why? It's so stupid. Because if you show up at minute 40 and you're on the roster, you can play. Yeah. Beforehand, if you got to halftime, you That's couldn't. Right. It was the Pat it's Jerome rule. No, it's because, yeah, it's because someone showed up at, like after halftime because they got stuck in traffic or whatever, That's and they, we told him you couldn't get on the field. And he was like, oh, what the hell? I drove here for nothing. Or like, yeah, yeah that kind of makes sense. It's the Pat Jerome rule. If you're all, it's, not like, it's not like someone gets hurt in the first yeah, half and you try and grab some off the street saying, I need you to fill. Yeah, but what's the problem with that? That you stack your roster yeah. midway through the game but there's because a cap, you're getting so you killed. Can't your you can't stack your no, roster. But if you're, if you're That's a nonsense rule. Sorry. That's dumb. It's been in existence for about three, four years now. No, it used to be second half. Yeah, it used no, to. No, 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 it used to be second half, but then they changed them, saying that the rule because Pat Jerome. Yeah, sorry, I don't agree because we, ha we have a cap that already is the rule in place to, to make sure you don't stack your roster. So if you don't violate the cap, I don't see the issue. It's a dumb rule. Sorry. Sorry, if you have you screwed up. Oh, Mike Royce team stole one. You're flustered, Eagle. Flustered. Flustered. Blaster. 
Um, He's flustered. <laughs> so that yeah, so it, a lot of that has to do with how uh, Sebastian Thibault plays. He scrambles behind uh, behind the line of scrimmage forever, um, and it, when he can't run, it kind of gets in his head. Like a lot of scrambling quarterbacks suffer from this when they can't run early. They feel like, oh man, I can't run, and it gets to them. And uh, you know, but like we know, we know how good Hensley Adams is as a rusher, right? So. I'm um, not entirely surprised that he was able to get there, but I'm surprised that uh, Sebastian Thibault, at this point in his career in FPF, didn't know what to do when he couldn't get the yards. Because well, he was flustered. Just look at the, the, uh, the soundboard. Flag. He's flustered. Just look at the yardage, though, right? He only has 82 yards. But all that was sacks, sacks are subtracted. Yeah. So, at, so it's about 40 yards of sacks. He lost the football field. He literally lost the whole touchdown on sacks. Yeah. yeah. And they lost by? A touchdown. A touchdown. A touchdown. There you go. All right. So let's go to 4B since we're going on a clock here. 50 minute increments here. It's a dumb rule. Uh, dumb rule indeed. All right. So 4B, uh, the best, coolest uniforms, I think, are the Sheriff. Have you seen the uniforms? It's like a hybrid of Indianapolis Colts and like the Nebraska Cornhuskers black shirts uniforms. Very cool. Um, I haven't seen it in person, but and it sounds cool. From what Mark, you're describing, it sounds cool. Mark, uh, our boy, Mark Andre Delonier, is back with his boy, Louis Bejean. Oh, they made up. They made How up, cute. man. They made up. How cute. See, a little bit of cuddling. That's all it takes. It, it, was, it was a little bit awkward. It was like Hogan and Randy Savage getting back together in wrestling terms. But uh, this, this is a pretty stout, sound team. Alexi Bissett being a key player. Alex Noel. Uh, look across the board, man. There isn't really much of a weakness. Pio Belanger is another guy to watch out for. They got some good players on this Pio roster. Pio Belanger played uh, Miguel, right? I don't think he did because I don't remember him being a Miguel. No, not Miguel. He played somewhere, but not Miguel. No, I thought he played Miguel. I think it's Laval University. <laughs> We're just almost forgetting guys at Laval. Yeah, Eagle. Uh, what's he doing? I think he's taking a shot. Don't know. I thought it was a gun. I was like, holy, <laughs> wait, what is that? Eagle, I'm allowed to disagree with the rules, man. Um, yeah, so they beat Mangoose. Mangoose, uh, but they were missing their, their quarterback. They didn't have uh, the tall blonde dude, Nick Schaefer. No, he didn't play. Yeah, so that's it. So that, that explains the score somewhat. Uh, Felix Antoine Levin threw an interception. Thomas Kutsu threw three interceptions. Uh, Thomas Kutsu, famed rusher, now knows how hard it is to be on the other side of that exchange. <laughs> uh, maybe getting himself a little bit flustered. Uh, Pio Belanger got uh, a sack in that game as well, um, as well as three PDs. Jesus, that's a monster game. Huge game. Uh, what's Eagle doing in the I back? don't know because I'm waiting for the information and yeah, he's not here. I know. Eagle's just holding up right now. As like, I can guarantee you we don't need a mic stand right now. I do. You have a mic to hold, Eagle. You have a hand. Pio yes, Belanger. what do we need? Where did Pio Belanger play? Laval University, I believe. I believe it's Miguel. But I've been wrong already and you I, know CIS I much better. I don't know if it's Miguel because I don't remember him being on the Miguel roster. I know he, Vincent Detierra, I know, is on the Miguel roster. Uh, he, Thomas Belanger played for McGill. Oh, maybe that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Pio Belanger, I believe, was Laval Rougeur. Emin Belanger played for Montreal Blitz. That's the, the women's league. Yes. Zachary Belanger plays for the, I don't know, it's a youth league. Uh, I'll find it. I'll keep okay. looking. Thank you. Look at Laval Rougeur. Okay, in the meantime, Eagle, as we can look at some other games beyond uh, that, uh, EZW losing... Uh, Finishers, your finish, your favorite team, or the team I love to hate. Mm-hmm. I call them finishers now. Not but finish. they didn't play against each other. I know. But I'm saying I'm, okay. playing, I'm listing teams here. All right, <laughs> I'm listing teams. My uh, God, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going. I'm not going to call them that name. You, you use that whole thing with that particular player. Finishers are the new name now. Finishers, okay, yeah, finishers. that's fine. I'm, I'm done with it. Uh, 
we're at the uh, Ballers Finishers game, and surprise, surprise, Ballers winning that football game over Finishers. And yeah, again, you are all in on the Finishers to do very well. Well, I like the talent of Finishers. Um, the thing is, again, it's the rank roof thing, but Nero Suresh and Alex Bakalani is an embarrassment of riches. Um, Alex Bakalani essentially, he is like he's like the 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 Lou Williams of the six man. Yeah, but of the wide receiver of the year award, like if he plays Susan with with Ryan Karouf, he usually gets a wide receiver of the year. Um, but the thing is, is that we just we haven't seen it consistently from this group, and I just I can never figure out why. And they lose this game too. Ballers, who's not a team who's ultimately that familiar to us uh, in FPS circles. I look at the roster for Ballers, and I don't know anyone from this team here. This is going to be one of those I have to learn about them on the fly type of thing here, but they were balling as Ballers. Well, look, I mean, How they went that? in, they, and they beat an experienced team in FPF, right? So that's, that's you know, good. The Sugats is in them, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, other games, uh, other teams here, Eagles, we go back to the main page, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. as we have, a, we have a new drop-down box here on the website. We do. Is it more effective? Yes. It looks more effective. Looks more cooler. Yes. Well, it's before like the the uh, the website would give you an ocular disease by looking at it. Yeah. So this is definitely an improvement. Although it's not super it's awesome on the f- on like mobile. I'm it's learning. Okay. It's better. It's okay. It's better on on the de- and desktop than yeah. Than nice nice little uh, facelift on the uh, website, which looks much more cleaner than before. Okay, so looking at the four B, what other teams uh, are to watch out for? What about Mean Machine, a team that we know very well? Uh, they've been uh, no stranger stranger to this league and how many times they played. And perhaps they could be a, a under-the-radar team to look forward to this year with Daniel Goloff, who's grown as a quarterback from where he was as a full-time receiver to now being a pretty much full-time well, quarterback. Well, he, he started throwing in Division Six um, and was very good there. He led the division with 255 yards this week, uh, went up against uh, Dream Chasers with Ben McMahon, at quarterback. Who was the Kyler Murray of FPF. Sure. Yeah, is it is that a height joke? The height, yeah. there we go. The height and the, the ability, same thing. It's like watching Colin Murray and Ben McMahon. Um, Dan- Daniel Goloff. Um, thing is, like again, he's one of these guys who, when things go well, it looks as good as it possibly can. We've also seen the other side of it where things don't do well. Like he he struggled immensely in the fall. Um, but I like the team. I like Jake Titleman, Benji Ziegler, Adam Ravinovich. That that's solid across the board. Um, on the other side, uh, you know, Kevin, Kevin Don and Owen Bujarowski, I can never get the name right, um, with, oh. with Ben McMahon throwing. It's a familiar oh, group. Bujarowski. played together for a while. Um, they, their team, I think, they'll do okay, but uh, I just I feel like they were just sort of overmatched by the Meme Machine roster in this game. A lot of athletes on uh, Dream Chasers. I think they're uh, they're gonna be a better second half team than they are first half. Uh, if you remember that game, the the unbelievable. I think they're game. very very matchup dependent. There's certain matchups where they'll do well, and certain matchups where they won't. Don't forget that the bulk of this team was in Division Six not too long. Ago. Yeah, and they had a thrilling overtime game, which I think mm-hmm. went to like triple overtime, quadruple overtime, and uh, and they won that game. Uh, given uh, our boy Colin Murray had a really good matchup in terms of him buying time and finding the game winning throw, but. I think for Dream Chasers and for Me Machine, I think they're both at different levels of where they are. But again, I think both teams have that ability to go far in the playoffs this year. So I wouldn't be shocked to see both of them in the Final Four at some point. Yeah, Takeover return uh, Vincent Benjamin to the roster. Having Vincent Benjamin and Will Power on the roster means in Division 4B. Are, are they going to get over the hiccups, though? 
How many years have they done well, and then they just flounder and well, they flop? Because only one team wins, man. Like it's hard. Yeah, but that one team should be them, though. They they've they have literally scud missile all their competition in the regular season, and then come playoffs. Okay, but like, well, let's put it this way, because especially in large divisions where you you have to win four games to win a championship, right? How how impressive is it in regular season when a team wins four games straight? Well. <sighs> And it's even more impressive because when you do the playoffs, you're doing it against playoff caliber teams. So it's hard to do, man. It's just hard. Like, it, it, like but the playoffs. The playoffs so are as chances. much. Playoffs are as much decided by a bounce by. He's playing with the mic. But you you realize it's muted and they, they can only hear we this. hear it. Oh. I know. How do you I not know. know how this works? I know, but I'm saying. Shh. He's playing with the mic. Um. So <laughs> I don't think that you knew. You work in professional <laughs> radio. I'm just saying he's playing with the mic. So the thing is, um, yeah, like at some point, you know, they'll they'll get their shot. But like the playoffs is as much about getting a bounce to go your way, getting a call to go your way, as well as talent, because the talent isn't the issue for them. Eagle, can you just put the yeah, uh, quarterback stats up go. for the week uh, week one four B, please? I want to uh, see for all of four B. I'm not. I hope that's been processed. Let me just check. It here. should be processed. I it shouldn't I, be processed. That you just said. I pressed synced last night, so that's not how it works. Though. I don't care. Okay, here you go. All right, can you go to yards, please? Yeah. They were synced like before midnight, though, or like okay. shortly after midnight. So yeah, it's it, but it, it should be fine. It should be okay. Yeah. Uh, like this, this is a really good quarterback division. Yeah, this is a really good quarterback. I, I am, I'm, I'm actually surprised by how many talented quarterbacks. There I are. was surprised by the way lining up against Danny Demore in the four, and I was like, the hell is this? Why is he throwing in the same division? It's not me? fair to anyone out there. I was so mad. Like Mike Adana, uh, you got UPs up in that uh, bracket. Ben Lawler's a solid. Well, with the player. way I played, I don't deserve to be in that conversation. Well, whatever. You're that. Oh. You're, you're top five, man. You're number five. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, but it's just yards. I, I do yards. I don't do touchdowns. We we got to the one yard line on four drives and scored once. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Can you go to percentage uh, completion, please? I want to see. I think PZ is like number two in that list. Sixty-eight percent. I think. Yeah. I'm up, I'm up there. Yeah, next piece, man. You're, you're top five, brother. I'm the most infuriating quarterback to play with. Because I will, I will move the ball. I will complete passes, but I'll turn the ball over and sometimes <laughs> not score. This is. I think this would be a tough award to win, the quarterback of the year. It's, yeah, it's definitely. It's an interesting pool. It's definitely an interesting pool. It's guys who uh, went up to Div three in some cases and struggled. Guys who uh, moving up from Div five. Guys who uh, did well in the four in the past. It's definitely like one of those Casablanca divisions where t guys are sort of passing through. Um, no one in this audience is going to understand a, mo a movie reference from the year 19... Was it 1942? <laughs> 46? Color wasn't invented. <laughs> color wasn't invented, which is why I like the movie, Being Colorblind. Um, oh, it's one of my favorite man. movies because I can finally see all the colors. None of oh, them. Oh, man. Anyway, I, I think 4B is going to be a fun division to cover the quarterback angles. If you go back, Eagle, quickly before we get to the next uh, uh, division as we close off this hour, there will be some quarterbacks who I recognize on that list, university quarterbacks, which we'll talk about. But this is going to be a really intriguing division. I think quarterback play will be the uh, – I know Can't it's always a two? key factor, but I think this will be a real uh, determination. Ben Lawler? Jesus. It's unreal. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Ryan Cruz and that. Anyway. Anyway, we'll talk more about this in the coming weeks here. Uh, so we're at the end of this hour. Coming up in hour number three. We got Division 5, A and B, and Coed 1 and 2. And if we want to talk about women, we can talk about women. Z In the Women's League. More women. I mean... I hear your sister's a sweetheart. 
Yeah. Con. Break! So you know him. So Jeopardy uh, has their um, their best of the best show, right? James, Ken, and Brad. Mm-hmm. So who would be the uh, three contestants that would be equivalent of the best of the best in FPF? I like, feel I would dominate all of FPF and Jeopardy. We're talking about trivia. Yeah, like, I would smash y'all. Like, like that's what, what that's all the history degrees is good for. What is the Russia center rule of 2014 no, 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 like, that destroyed? No, but like the actual league? Jeopardy questions, like regular Jeopardy, but FPF players only. Yeah, like, like I mean, I'd what, be pretty good actually. You'd what, be alright. Yeah. You'd be what I'm right. implying is that if we, the three we should actually join uh, Honey Martin. By the way, the guys from Honey Martin, uh, Ignacio, our, our new writer. He's he's a guy. Who, oh wait a uh, minute! You said a name. You said a name. You can't. No, no, but I'm not talking about the team. Oh. I'm talking about the, the media member, Ignacio. Yes. He, uh, he's a new member of our media team. He, um, he, they're, they're a group of guys who go to Honey Martin, and they do trivia nights once in a while, so we should hit On it Sherbrooke up. On Sherbrooke Street. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In absolutely. my hood. Uh, we should hit it up on IDX. Me and you. All of Sherbrooke Street is your hood. No, Sherbrooke Street West. West of Dakari. But it's not too West. still a lot of Sherbrooke. <laughs> no, it's not that. Because then it goes to Westmont, and that's not your hood. Well, you see, the trick is, though, when you get off the highway from the fifth from the Vicari, you take Sherbrooke to go to Montreal West, three minute drive. Yeah, I would just insane. I would just uh, n- pretend like that part of the island doesn't exist. I avoid Loyola, so, so I don't have to do Sherbrooke West. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have any games with Loyola? Zero. No, zero. I hate Loyola, by the way. Worst football field we have. It is. It eats ACLs. But it's next to your house. I would never work. It's in, in your hood. I would never work in Loyola. Never. Never. Also, when you're a snapper, the lights are really low. So <laughs> as soon as you lift your head, you're blinded by the lights, and then you turn to catch a ball, and it's just shadows. <laughs> it's the, the worst. Oh, it's man. the worst. Oh, man. Okay, welcome back. Mo Khan here with PZ Delarizzi. Uh, we're going to do 5A, 5B, and co-ed. Uh, Eagle in the nest. Ah. Thank you. Uh, what are we starting with so I can open the tab? Oh, we'll go 5A, but uh, we also have some new cool sounders like... They're not new. They're they're the for those who don't know. People don't know these sounders. Thank you. Or <laughs> and <laughs> so if you would like to contribute to this, simply record yourself saying something stupid, and, and we I'll will chop include it. Up. 
And I'll chop it up. So, for example, today we have three hours of Mo. <laughs> three hours of Mo. <laughs> that was good. Give yourself a laugh. <laughs> no, yeah. that's not. I need a longer laugh. No, no. It was, it was like apt for the joke. It was like, it wasn't a knee slapper. Do people still slap knees? What is this? What is this? I have what a laugh track. All right. Oh. That's you know what I also have? All of your sounds sound like people sur- trying to survive a hurricane. Okay, let's let's get to the uh, let's get to the topic here for five. A. Okay. Um, well, the unfortunate situation with unknown talent and uh, glow gang. And Tell us about it, Mo. Well, I'm still trying to figure out. So there there was a field adjustment of certain teams playing earlier or later on in that day, and they one team was notified, but suppose the other team didn't get the email, but it was there in the end. They didn't realize it. What was the okay? Whole so so let's break this down. So what's supposed to happen is. For all our games, our schedule is sent out. Everyone knows this. Your games are on a certain day. That's it. That's all. Every now and then, there is a change that's required to the schedule for a variety of reasons, be it, you know, act of God, let's call it like big snowstorm. We move stuff around. I think we've only done it like once or twice for that. There's been a couple times where like a facility isn't available. So like the Hebert Dome collapsed. We had to move games. Oh, yeah. St. John VNA. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or every now and then you have a team that reaches out to us that says, hey, listen, I know like we said these dates were good, but something came up. We're not going to be able to make it, etc. Can you move our game? Of which we normally require all four teams. So the two teams that are playing and want to be moved. And then the two teams that would be in the time slot to be moved, everyone needs to confirm. And if so, then we'll swap them. If not, we go, I'm sorry, you're going to have to figure something out. I don't know the exact story of what happened here, but somehow unknown talent was notified but never confirmed, which, again, I don't know why. And so their game that was supposed to be at 11 was moved till 10. That's right. So they're taking their sweet time to get to the game. Meanwhile, the game's already in progress at that point. And then I think someone had reached out to the captain at the, and let them know, like, hey, guys, you're late. And they showed up at, like, 10.32, like, literally at halftime. And I was like, guys, the game's over at this point. So I don't know exactly what the situation is. There may be a rescheduling of this game. The results may stand. I think it's still being discussed right now, Now, to be okay, honest. so it's the first game of the year. And this could have, like, we don't know. We'll find out in nine weeks who's going to be where. I know in talent and glow gang of the playoff standings. But... This could have huge ramifications on a playoff spot. Just I mean, let's not overreact to week one. No, no, but... Do you want to overreact? I will go, I'm going to overreact. Oh, my God! It's overreaction. It's, how can this happen? Overreaction Thursday. I was going to say, though, because I saw the guys from Unknown Talent at the field, and then when I saw the forfeit, I was like, but what happened? I, I was there. I saw them, you know? But, Sucks for them. But how crappy would it be if they missed out on the playoff spot one game? Um, relatively crappy, although it means you lost a bunch of other games. Because like eight out of twelve make it per per uh, conference, you expect you expect both unknown talent and glow gang to be in the top eight anyway. I imagine, right? Right. So potentially moot point, poly moot point. Eagle, give it odds. I think we're just gonna reschedule the game. Oh. I don't know, but I that's what. If what I are the was, odds? If we I was the MT captain, I, that's what I would be doing. I'm like, yeah. I never agreed to this. That's true. So like. By the way, wink, wink, Alessandro, if you're paying attention, maybe that's your oh, approach. He's a Barazzoni there, the captain. Me, bro, you serious? That's, that's exactly what he said at the time. Oh, bro, you serious? Yeah, he must have been pissed off about that one. Uh, like, they, if they did play the game, I think it would be a fun matchup with uh, unknown talent and uh, 
than yeah. Glow Gang. I think this would be a, a closer game. I'm not saying that Glow Gang is like, oh my God, we're going to play this team, they're going to beat us, but this would be a very, I think this might come up to five plays to have a matchup here with these two teams. And I believe, is, I don't know Desjardins throwing for Glow Gang because I know he commits to the Valley University. I would we imagine. can't really tell, but I would imagine so. Yeah. Right. So if he did, then that would be fun. Okay, uh, Ranchers. He's got such a rocket, dude. Yeah, the kid's He's smart. got the goods. He, he's legit good, man. He's sick. All right, Ranchers. I look at this team here, and they, I believe they were on my field. Can you turn the schedule for me, Eagle, if you don't mind? Thank you very much. Yeah, they played Brotherhood on my field. So Brotherhood now, this 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 was a funny game because Saad Majid and, and his brother, they. This is the same Brotherhood, but different. Different. Brotherhood lights, okay? So these guys, Ahmed Majid and Saad Majid, they were phenomenal. They were all over the football field. Clutch throws, big INT mm-hmm. by the Majid brothers in this matchup at the goal line. So I get, I get why you're making these comments because, you know, like much like myself, Saad Majid and Ahmed Majid are not tiny dudes because we like to party. That said... I don't, they, I don't know if they're partying. Uh, yeah, yeah, listen, they're, they're listen. Some guys, some guys party with a couple of drinks. Some guys party with lobster. These guys party with lobster. Uh, the thing is, uh, Ahmed and Samajid are, are legit good players. Like They contribute on the Division Three version of their team. I don't know why you'd think they wouldn't contribute in Division Five. But for Majid to get that INT at the goal line, like he literally he looked like a linebacker dropping into the coverage and bam, picking that, that football and the way he went down the sidelines for five yards. Well, but okay, so that's it. He's not going to bring it back, right? But the thing is, but, the way he said it, but that's, the, that's, that's a, a part of the field where a guy like Saad Majid can really, um, can really have an impact because A, he's a big physical guy, and B, he's a smart FPF player, right? So the, the break that he makes on the ball, yeah, he, he's got to get there, but he gets there because of what's going on in his brain. But I'm disappointed, though, in Rancers because they were the better oil team, uh, quarterback, offense, and defense, and... Philip Enchil on the roster. I was going to say, I was going to take a guess at where Phil Enchil went to school, but I'll let you Montreal. do it because I don't remember. Okay, yeah. He played, did, I was going to say UDM, but I was like, I'm not going to make another mistake yeah, on this show. He went to UDM, University of Manitoba. No, nope, he went to Montreal. <laughs> All right. Uh, and recorded the yeah, they, like they, they should have they torched their secondary at times. And for whatever reason, uh, Jean-Louis Ledoux did not have that in him, and he just didn't look good. He was off the entire game. And the way... It played out. Quasi Gordon Mall, he really stepped up to the plate. Timely runs, made some clutch throws in the second half, and this way he spread the ball to four different receivers for touchdowns. It showed a lot of, of character for Brotherhood Light to come away with a victory over a very good Rancers roster. Yeah. Um, Quasi Gordon Mall is a ridiculous athlete, as we know, right? But he's actually a guy who's drastically improved at the quarterback position. Um, and he's not running anymore. Sorry? He's not running as much. Well, that's it. He's, he's learning to actually make the reads and such. And when he needs to run, when he needs to buy time, he can. And, and that just makes him even more dangerous. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me because, again, I, I, like this, I like this Brotherhood roster for this division more so than I like the Div 3 version. Why? For that roster. Because, like, so Brotherhood, like we were saying in, 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 when we co- were covering Division 3, they can't even use all of their parts because of the cap, con- the cap limits and all that. Uh, of course, we love Theoje and all that, but it just seems like if they could use all their pieces, mm-hmm. it's a better team. But here, they have guys 
not as well known in FPF circles, but a guy like Joshua Malik-Senegal is a guy who, who's going to have a huge impact, right, in, the, in this division. Uh, Crazy Gordon Mall, as a defender in this division, is nasty. Nick Senegal um, is going to be a beast. And, and Jeremy Ronson's one of, like, every team has that guy who can use him at, at various positions, and, and Jeremy Ronson's that guy for this team. The best was, and unfortunately I didn't see it to the end, uh, so to do the handshake line with these two teams, and I believe Ronson called one of the players the P-word. Penis? No. It starts with the P, ends with the Y. Penisy. Yeah. And uh, it caused a, a shoving match with the two teams. And, like, yo, who said it? Oh, a lady penisy. And then the best part was the one of the guys from Rancho was like, oh, that guy said it. So, Sodom Joe asked me. Pavarotti. Yeah, there you mm. go. With a Y. Pavarotti yeah. with a Y. So Porcini, uh, but with a Y. So, Saad asked Ronson, hey, did he call him this? He's like, yeah, Pastrami I did. Pastrami with a Y. He goes, yeah, I did. He is. He is that P word. Okay, cool. Pacify. Exactly. With the Y. Paisley. <laughs> Paisley with the Y. With the y. Pity. Exactly. Also with the Y. Plain Pudgy. Mm. You call him Pudgy? Did you call him Pudgy? Uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. Pretty. Yeah. He is Pudgy. For sure. Um, Spartans, are we, uh, are we looking at this team here? This, they, they had an easy win for themselves. I look at uh, what I saw on, on Monday, and maybe they haven't finally put together to become Stop. a championship team. I don't team. understand why you hate them. No, I'm saying maybe they have why do now. You, why do you hate them? I'm not hating them. I'm saying they Why have, do you I don't hate, hate them? At them. All. I don't hate them. I never hated the guys. Basically, Mo, the way I see it, everyone in 35 plus hates peas, but you just have one enemy, and they are the Spartans. No, not the Spartans. I, don't, yeah. I, I like the Spartans. There's a different team I don't like. Actually, there's a lot of teams I don't like. Maybe they are part of that equation. Look, the thing is, it's it, and they've made an FPF final, and there were one bad decision from oh, James oh Andrew. Oh man, I remember that. You're like, boy, I can't wait for them to win and shove it in your face, Mo. Khan. I was I was on the broadcast and screamed <laughs> as you were they go the ball because I saw the pick happening, and he did, and, and James Andrew literally just didn't see. That's uh, the spring season, right? Yeah, yeah. I was at the tennis event, and he came. literally didn't see the, the the defender in the flat, and I was like, "Oh man!" And just it sucked because he had played such a good game up to that point. Uh, but look, he's going to take chances. He, he's got like a a little Brett Favre in him, right? Like he doesn't mind throwing a pick. He's going to take shots on the field. He's going to trust his defense, and overall, it pays off more often than it does not. I'd say more Josh Allen. I guess so. He's not as mobile as Josh Allen. Josh Allen's very mobile. James so Andrews you know, is not. I beg your pardon. James Andrews is like. He's got the biggest uh, knee brace ever made. It's it's like from a, a World War II museum. I don't even know where he found it. It's part of. It looks like it was part of a submarine at some point. <laughs> uh, the U. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna say something stupid about them. They're gonna win games. They're gonna win a championship. Whatever. What do you want from me? Because that, that's why, man. It's like the opposite effect of what you do for the U, man. You say negative, they become positive. I just never understand because every time it seems like they're kind of good, they're kind of fine. This and roster, though, I'm, uh, I'm not Okay, sold. yeah. You're going to do it now. I can't, like, go ahead. Why? No, no, go, why? Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, ahead, put some, go uh, do it. Go put ahead. I'll, the, I'll let fly. you be the guy this time. I'm, I'm looking at, obviously, we know Cal Pedvis. We know Josh White. We know Evan Frank. We know Dustin White. Pierre Brennan, Mike Kendall, Chris uh, Shishi. Good job reading. I'm yeah. just saying, this doesn't seem like a stacked roster. There's no standout stars. The supporting cast is okay, but I wouldn't say it's amazing. Like this is, yeah, this is a this team of like a, a bunch title, of third liners. Like right? So how will they? Uh, how is, is it that they're going to win the championship again? Yeah. and make me look stupid. It's how. It's Tell me how the way is. Vengeance. Yeah, <laughs> they win by vengeance. That sounds like a championship team in my books here. Uh, GLC. It's a Mark Bergevin team. 
GLC continues. What's the score of the game, by the way? GLC continues to look this like one? more and more of a random collection of people. Yeah, but they have nice uniforms this year. They do, yeah. I like them. I like them yeah, a lot. Nice I was there for the game. Yeah, it looks like Dallas Stars back in the 90s. It's 4-2 Edmonton. Oh, close one for the Oilers. Final. Oh, man. I got to go to that <laughs> Very press. close. I'm going to that press tomorrow. My God. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, GLC. Uh, another team that's had some uh, past season success of late. And they are in a, a division which probably could be ruled by Glogang because Glogang's had some regular season dominance here. But Jesse might be up there as a three, if not four seed. Brotherhood being up there. And they, and they won the game without the quarterback. They won the game with Mindy Kardashian throwing Hyman Long, not there, perhaps selling gloves at another location. Probably Laval or St. Mm-hmm. Uh Bruins, this is a team now that is starting to, with their multiple uh, threads. You see how many uniforms they have? They have like three uniforms now white. Black and gold. Because yeah, they have the same group of guys, so they just get new uniforms every season. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, no, they, they and like it, we know the one guy that that is the uh, straw that serves a drink, right? Gab Wiseman. But they have other guys now who are stepping up to the plate. Louis Bejan should be a good addition to the roster. Uh, Zach Zwern has found himself a, a good role. The team saw him play with him during the Fall Cup, and he looked like he was okay for them. So they I mean, do the guys are studs. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a fun flex when you have multiple color uniforms. When you're the home team, you wear the yeah. same color as the away team we're, on we're, purpose. When we were checkmate, we used to do that all the time. Flex. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a unique thing to do, right? Uh, Brewers could be a, a team that could make some serious noise and be a top three. Team I like team. it. And, and like they they uh, they won this game despite the fact that uh, – sorry, that, that, that what Gab Wiseman wasn't there. And Zach Zwern only had two catches. That's pretty impressive. Tip-top shape. What about them? Part of my swag, Buffalo Wild Wings. I look at that side. Yeah, of the well, when, so you've been like burying the lead so long. Are you going to get into your topic that you want to talk about, or which one? The uh, Arush. The what? Arush, the quarterback of Arush. Who are you talking about? The quarterback of the team Arush, whose name is not. Was it them? Yeah, the the, the guy who's actually not Eric Lalonde. Oh, Dimitri Moran. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he put he put himself under a different now. He's over there, no? He's right there. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah. So uh, the reason why I said that was um, uh, Simon da- Simon Dajani turned to uh, Dan Lazare and says, "Hey, who's this quarterback? He looks really familiar." And and uh, Dan answered uh, very abruptly, uh, uh, "Who's the name I said before? Eric Lalonde." He's like, "Yeah, that's Eric Lalonde." And, and, and Simon's like, ah, "I don't know. I know him from somewhere." And why does Simon know him from somewhere? Why? Well, you you know why he knows Dimitri Yeah, University Montreal quarterback. Yeah. So here's your topic. This is the thing you wanted to mention all day. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, he, he <laughs> I'm was, setting you up, Bo. No, but you said LaRouche. What, like, yo, what's, what's wrong with him right now? No, you said LaRouche. And I was like, what are you talking about? Who is this LaRouche guy? He's flustered. What's the name of the team? Uh, what is the name of the team, by the way? Arouche. <laughs> Arouche. He's flustered. <laughs> I can't. How about that, okay. huh? It's been a long road to Duns. The Stugat is in me this week, okay? All right. He was 60 minutes away from winning the Vanny Cup. Yeah. And here he is playing 5A. Well, but that's the thing. Like, when, when guys are in the league, we don't know them. And also, we don't consider their tackle experience because it's a different game. I mean, the way you look at it is, Mo, you also played 5A. And you were way more than 60 Yeah, but he beat away. Laval. Well, actually, no. Fede Paquette Perot beat Laval. Yeah, but, like, so, like, if a stud basketball player came, we wouldn't make a big deal about it, but... The athleticism would be super important. So but if Russell Wilson came and played in 5A, would that's it be okay? The rule as is, he can play in 5A. I mean, I don't think... Anyway. You'd be entitled we, to. We've talked about... The problem yeah. is, the problem is, 
so the the, the whole c- the, the issue is he says CIS quarterback throwing division 5A the problem is f- the first uh, constraint of a rule is that it needs to be equitable and enforceable so because we can't monitor everyone's previous what but I can't hear you either yeah we can't hear you eagle yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. So the thing is, the, th- <laughs> the thing is, is that <laughs> even though, even though Dimitri Mora, we haven't done five B either. We're doing five B right now. Yeah, this is the last thing. So th- because this is five A also, because Dimitri Morin, uh is playing, in c- is playing in CIS and playing in Division Five A, Mo brought up. Well, that's an issue. But the problem is that because rules need to be equitable and enforceable, we can't, we don't know everyone's background coming in. So if if he signs up for the league and. Uh, a guy who's named Russell Wilson, who we assume isn't the Seahawks quarterback, and we let him play in Division Six, it wouldn't be fair to say no to Dimitri and yes to Russell Wilson. Um, but so let, thi- let's say Dimitri won the Vanny Cup and won a heck credit, the Heisman of Canada. It wouldn't make a difference. Because, because the thing is, what if a guy signs up with an equal pedigree and slips through the cracks because let's we don't say notice? He's the first overall pick in the NFL draft over Joe Burrow. That because we don't, we can't, first of all, we don't know how. Their background will have an impact in FPF. Secondly, we I can't. I just said he just won all those awards. But we don't know what that, that means. That means. And what, what, what were Kevin day. Wyatt's uh, uh, background in, in tackle? He was very good. One of the best tackle uh, quarterbacks. Uh, what did he win in tackle? What did he, he win in CIS? To, no, he didn't play university. He won. So then, so then, but that's what we're saying. The, if the greatest quarterback in FPF history never played CIS, and this guy did play CIS, it's not relevant. And the second thing is, how d- what happens, Mo, when one guy gets in? Because we didn't know, we didn't know recognize his name, and another guy doesn't get in. So how, how can you how can you defend it to Dimitri Moran when he looks across the field and like, okay, but you let Sam, Sam Cameron throw in whatever division, right? He's throwing Div Two, no, Sam but Carroll? dude, pay attention to the thing I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying how can you how can you attest to the fact that you know every single player in FPF and their background, and therefore you know that they're playing in the right division? You can't. It's unenforceable. So if Moran went number one overall pick in the NFL draft, answer my question instead. I'm just saying if he goes answer my questions I'm saying if he goes answer my questions then answer my questions then thing though we, we've had this thing because you, you're, 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 you're just asking a question instead of answering my question but hold on how do you make it enforceable across the league but hold on we, we've had CFL guys playing this league mm-hmm. and we detected well this guy can't play Div 3, Div 4 no nope, we don't do that back in the day it was I understand but now we're a much bigger league and it's harder to so enforce right how now, do you make it enforceable the way it works is whatever division you start with is the rating you're going to get mm-hmm. now if in doing so we do identify someone that we feel is going to completely destroy the integrity of the league. So tomorrow, exactly that. Brady shows up and now he's playing the five. We're gonna be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Brady, I love you, but you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, there really has to be like a decisive reason for it. Just because you're a CSQB doesn't necessarily exactly. mean that you can't play the five. Because we saw Sam Carroll struggle in his first season in Division Four. Now, what if he does the season, does great, and then we're like, okay, well, we're going to jump you by 30 points, right? That's also what we can do, which will likely happen with a cap and the whole thing. But anyway. Dan Lazaro started, yeah. started in Division Five. Dan Lazaro was 16 years old when he played this league. Okay, but... He he was, he, he but that's what, but that's but my point is, but his first season he threw some like forty five touchdowns because we didn't know who he was, so it's an unenforceable rule across the board. Yeah, he was a good kid when he was sixteen, Dan. He still is a good kid. He works for FPF. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's, so he's so mellowed out. So do you think it? You think you can make this rule so that it's equitable and enforceable across the league? All I'm saying is that I, I asked you a question. No, 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 no. Answer my question. But I'm saying all I'm saying is Eagle this. M- mute him. 
You don't get to talk anymore. You answer questions. Do we want to do five B or should we talk we'll a little bit about co-ed first? Whichever one you like. Mo, you don't get a voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, what division would you like to talk about, Eagle? Uh, I want to do co-ed. There's a little segue between five uh, A and five B. Sounds good. First time we talk about co-ed. Yeah. Uh, you want to start with co-ed one? We'll go with co-ed one. So, uh, Mo, you're unmuted, by the way. You can. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I back on air? You're back I was on about air. to read the Ambrosia article on air. Y- your your punishment is, uh, has been completed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm back? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, you're back. Thank you to the football guys. I'm back. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. As, as, as one said football guy, uh, I uh, thank you. I thank you for your reverence. All right, 5B. We're back to 5B. No, now. we're in. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, we've got to finish off 5B. We're giving co-ed half an no, hour, we're no? we're doing co-ed one. It's been decided. All right, Cohen won. We uh, voted when you didn't have a voice. I know. Uh, also, you would have lost the vote too because it's still two against one. Perhaps I would have lost. Eight teams in Coed One: Power Rangers, Third Down for What, Speed Academy, Party Mix, Midtown, Thrasha Hot Chili Sauce, Three Hunas, and Michael Scott's Tots. A lot of familiar faces here. Uh, Which is normal because it's it's the higher Coed exactly. division, right? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, 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 I thought I was muted. That's why. I no, you, no, you've been in. No, you're back. I told you three okay. times. Now. <laughs> I'm back. Okay, thank you very much. Great to be back, guys. It's cool because we're starting to see some of the rivalries burgeoning between teams like Third Down for What, Power Rangers, Party Mix, uh, even Midtown uh, coming back from last season. Um, it's cool to see. And honestly, I hadn't paid much attention to Coed until uh, the first time we had them at the finals. And a wonderful broadcast. Yeah, no, and see, I was watching the games and, and like I was I was don't pretty remember the broadcast. I remember the broadcast. I'm, I'm <laughs> speeding by it to not draw extra attention Can to it. Highlights of that broadcast, please. There aren't any. Um so <laughs> the thing is like you know, you see a team like 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 Party Mix, for example, and it's a team that's got, you know, some familiar talent in FPF as as long as you know, as well as these talented well. women on the team. Uh, and I can't get any information, and Eagle's not bringing up anything on the screen, so I can't do my job well, properly. Mi- Michael Scott. Because Scott. this goddamn internet is the worst thing. Why are we on AOL? Uh, we're on we're on dial up, by the way. Michael Scott Stotts. Like the like Scott Stotts doesn't have um, they've great lost, name by the way. Yeah, it's a good name. They they've lost some talent as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, I saw him play in the playoffs last spring when he lost to Geno's team, and uh, this. This could be a dark horse team in terms of that they can find take that next step in their progression as a team. And look, at the end of the day, when it, when this is all said and done, I think this could be a year where the co-ed is going to have a surprise winner than in years past. Yeah, I mean, potentially. But I, I feel like we always get uh, – we've been getting a version of Power Rangers and third down for what for a long time. Um, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to break through. Who Who do you think will be the new challenger then, Mo? I know, look, you look at Party Mix, this is a good team of, 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 of Catherine Pichet who has immense experience playing touch football in the outdoor circuit. You look at uh, Jamil Greenidge, who's played in this league before, Jeff Brown included. Uh, ben Leger, who's had higher division experience now playing at this level. Manilou Cote. Manilou Cote is the one I was going to point out, absolutely. This, this is a good composition of a roster that could uh, be a seven, if not eight-win team in this side of the division. Uh, definitely possible. Definitely possible. Um, what about a team like uh, Sriracha Hot Chili Sauce? They're, they're, it's a new team name. That's no, less familiar. No, it's been around already. Yeah, they've but been, not, they've not, they don't have the pedigree of some of the other teams. Like it's like a hybrid of the Jeff uh, Marquis roster of uh, from his men's side. Yo, Eagle, did he just touch your breast? 
I'm, I had sugar on me. I so wiped it on my shirt. Someone has to. Someone has to touch it. Uh, like your male breast, like your male chest, you just went like this. I did this. Like this. I had sugar on my hands. To yeah, be fair, shocker. he can only touch his male chest. Yeah, of course. That's the only one he has. Of course. But no, Great. They, now this is going to be in the episode we're going to upload. Are you happy? <laughs> no, but look. Here's the thing, though. When I look at this roster now, Jumaville, Jeff Marquis, this is a team that we know very well from the higher divisions, playing in Division 4 and 5. They all go deep ball, deep ball, deep ball, and deep ball. That's all they'll know about in, in that team's philosophy, and that's going to work for them because that's how it is for that type of style of play that the deep ball this is going to The team just likes deep balls. They do like deep balls. But the thing is, do I look at them as being a top-tier team? We'll find out, but I think they're probably in the second class. <laughs> Did you team. ask yourself a question and then not answer yourself? How about that? <laughs> you, you wait. He said, he said, can this be? We'll find out. No information provided. Hey. I was Stugatsu everybody was, right now. That was pretty awesome. That was <laughs> that's high level, dude. That's Stugatsu me, my friend. That's high level. That's the Stugatsu. Uh, but yeah, it's, so we saw like the, the first week. The only real close game was between Party Mix and Midtown. Um, we saw uh, three Hunas get knocked out by Power. But Power Rangers, we expect coming in, are going to be one of the front runners. And they took it to three Hunas in, in the first game of the season. Tam Villa death quarterbacking. Uh, that's going to cause a problem pretty much for for any team in front of them and it did um don't forget john uh christophe morin plays in this team uh, plays in this league as well former montreal receiver three hunters looks like a brand new team eh, if i'm looking at this that's roster. what i was gonna say like i, I think they're gonna take a, a minute to uh why are they in code one i don't know uh thanks <laughs> but look, look, you look at um midtown they have a lot of former university players and chill uh you look at rafael casey as well on this team, but so well, the thing, I, one thing I've, the thing I've noticed from watching uh, Coed, is the key truly is how the women perform on the team and the roles they play because the, the rules is what two right on the yeah. Field. So yeah. if you have two players that you feel as though you can't use and you're not comfortable and you keep going to like your your high end you know high end university talent or high end FPF core division talent, you're not going to succeed. The best teams are the teams that use. Women like, for example, Marie-Lou Cote. Um, well, you look at Braves U from the uh, fall season, right? They brought in uh, Anne-Philippe Magny, Constance Miller. They brought in Javier Godet. And, and they tortured. And uh, Lorraine Beauchamp in, in Tier 1, effectively, and they tortured right? Tier 1. Exactly. But Mike Persin, not Persin, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Maher, mm -hmm. he trusted them, right? Yeah. Give them the ball. They make plays. They make tackles. And that's what you need. You need people on your roster that you look at and you go, yep, you're going to get the ball this game. And that has to be everyone. Absolutely. It, it's but when we look at the co ed division now, where we have ten in the second tier, and then how many teams in the first tier of eight. eight. So you have eighteen, right? We went from what, six to eighteen. Okay. So it's growing in a rapid succession of now are we seeing that we're gonna have some upsets, which I think will be the case this year for this season's edition of co ed. Yeah, perhaps. I don't think this is gonna be one of those, you know, where Vanessa Beery is going to roll through, you know, when she was the quarter, one of the top quarterbacks, and still is in her own element, that she's going to roll through and throw 18 million touchdowns and just crush everyone's souls along the way. Yep, agreed. Do you want to take a look at Coed 2? Yes, do Coed 2 quickly here. All right, so Coed 2, we got ourselves 10 teams. So That's impressive, by the way. The fact that we got 10 teams in Coed 2 is pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, A-Town, Kiss My End Zone, Dream Crushers, AT Hit Squad, It's a Match, Yin and Yang, Jays, La Sect, Rhinos, and Tigers. Again, some familiar names, some brand new ones, so it should be a fun season here, too. You want to start with a particular team, uh, 
Yin and Yang, maybe, just because they're a familiar name. I'll use the Stugatz uh, type of analogy. You're going to have winners and losers. How about that? Very useful. Very useful. How about that? Yin and Yang, familiar team, yet they, they take a loss uh, to kiss my end zone um, early in week one. Um, when you look at when you look at how the game played out, you see guys like, you know, for example, and, and to, to the point we were saying before, um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's how the women are using the team. And, um, you know, the ball going to Matthew Peacock and Justin and Jonathan Bardo, uh, these guys are, are, are talented players. But um, if you can't get everyone involved, uh, you know, Justin Weir looked as though at times he was going to struggle because, he, you know, he did throw the three interceptions, not feeling fully comfortable. On the other side, Josh Vasquez, um, he was able to to uh, spread the ball around, and Alexi Dubois getting revenge on his former teammates. Yeah, like so he actually pissed. caught a touchdown pass on Gino DeFazio. Yeah, like how game. pissed is Gino that he lost to to his pupil? Yeah, like this is like an embarrassment. Like Gino must be like scarred for life. Like you know how you have like scars from you know, I, on your body. This I like I don't think I don't body. think it affects him the way you think it does. I I don't think he's the personality that's bothered by that. I think he's the personality of like yeah whatever we got him next time kind of thing. You, you know? know I saw Gino at the gym actually. Really? Yeah, I, I thought I go wait—is that Gino the fast? I go, I didn't think so. Then the following week, Saturday, I see him again. I said to myself, "This should be the the poll question: Is is Gino the fast there to bench press or recruit?" Oh, I was gonna say, I'm surprised you were at the gym. Mo. <laughs> I, I'm there, brother. Was he bench pressing or recruiting uh, gym members to be part of his fly football team? Definitely the second one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's pushing 35 pound dumbbells. Hey, he looks good. All right, come play for my football team. Uh, but look, I think the, the yin and yang will definitely be a lot better in the weeks coming because they Again, had a if, good spring if, season. If though. they can find a way to use all their all their pieces, I, I think you're right. But until then, they'll they'll, uh, they'll struggle. You know, who's a big fan of the show, Josh Vasquez. Awesome, yeah, and, good dude, uh, good dude. And the thing is, I mean, he was trying to explain to me about his, his other team in, in FPF, but this could be a team that maybe he gets him his ring. Maybe, maybe. Eighton took a loss to Eighton. Sorry, took it to Jays, uh, shutting them out twenty to nothing. It's the same A-Town? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is this the same A-Town that we have? This looks like a very different roster, so I don't think so. Also, it's not, it's not the Jays roster that you think it is either. Yeah. It's two teams with familiar names that don't mean anything. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of people on this roster here. So I, I, like, I know Joel Max McKenna. That's one guy that I recognize from, uh, from this roster, and that's about it for this team. So I don't know who else is uh, recognizable for uh, A-Town. Don't know. You guys know anyone else from this A-Town roster? No, uh, I did interview Toi. Oh, you're back. Hey, he's back. Matthew Thola is back. Sorry, Tom. I remember. The, yeah, so these are Sorry, guys from Tom, the Jays. This is when uh, there are some of the Jays, just yeah. not not Hyman Long. Yeah. Or, okay. Uh, it's like the original Jays, like from a long time exactly, ago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or Fatty. Uh, what's his With like Fatty Nasrallah. But, yeah. but he's not there. Guys, yeah. <laughs> no, no they're not there. Right. I'm just saying that there's some remnants of that like team. two, three players. Yeah. Le Bœuf Français with uh, Monsieur Desautois. That's true. How many teams make uh, uh, the uh, coeds? So we understand the division of playoffs here. For how do playoffs work? No, yeah. How many teams? I'm not gonna. C- you know what? Let's call Simon again because uh, I'm not gonna click the tab. We should. We should absolutely call Simon. I feel like that's the correct thing to do. All right, we'll call Simon Dajne. Who should be watching this show, by the way? He should be, but we don't know what he does at night. No, nothing. Could he be is. fighting crime because he is uh, such a superhuman. He is person. a crime fighter. Simon. Vous avez joint. Did he, did he just 
Veuillez laisser votre message oh, après oh, le signal sonore. Oh après avoir laissé un message, oh, vous pouvez raccrocher oh, ou appuyer okay. sur le carré pour okay. entendre okay, plus okay, d'options. Okay, okay. 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 right. Oh my God, you're a piece of garbage. Oh, job for FBI. One job. We keep stripping responsibilities because you're incompetent. You're incompetent. Nothing. You're doing nothing. You're scratching your nuts. You're garbage. You're garbage. Surface to air missile. Bro, Carson Wentz 2.0. Garbage. Booyah. Yeah, so that was Simo. All right, Simo, thanks a lot for the update on that. So, Simo Dajne uh, giving us a well detailed run of the playoff uh, rankings for. Uh, we will find out for you. We will indeed. Uh, you want to talk about one more team of Coit? We'll skip women's this week because the division hasn't started yet. They start How week many teams three. are in that division? This so we in uh, women's? women's? Yeah. I believe six, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on, let me validate that. I believe it's six. We do have six teams. Six yeah. teams. Florida List might be the best team. That, uh, that so we're team. skipping the first two weeks. So for those who don't know, there is a few tournaments going on uh, in either co-ed or women's uh, divisions elsewhere in the world. And so a lot of these teams are missing Florida players. Florida List is a beast team. In, I believe it. In, in, in but anyway, Canada. so my point is the, um, there's a bunch of teams that actually tried to black out the first couple weeks of the year. And so because there's only eight games in the, the women and co-ed season, we figure, well, why try and figure out scheduling for week one and two just – Give those two the bye weeks, and we'll start week three so instead. So, are they going to be on the roadshow weekend, uh, women's and I believe so, yes. So it's be a long weekend. Yes, it is. There's so many games. It's going to be a lot. It's a full weekend, though. It's not one day again. I'll make right? sure to have chicken pox It again. is a full weekend, yes. Two okay. days. I'll make sure to have chicken pox again. All right. Uh, uh, I, any I, other teams? I, I wanted you to die wanted chicken to look at? Oh, man. Remember that look? What the bleep? <laughs> yes, chicken pox. He's 34 years old. <laughs> How does he have chicken pox? This is a note. Like, so I'm going to give a parenting tip to everyone. When you have a child and someone has chicken pox, rub your child on the chicken pox. Because you don't want to get that as an adult. It's terrible to you get that. You know what? I had no You're pain. irresponsible if you don't rub your child on chicken pox. You know what? I was, I was tired, but I didn't have any issues. Like, I didn't feel any issues. Like, yeah, we just didn't want to Why didn't you show up for the broadcast? Because we don't want him to infect everyone. Yeah, as you said, please Everyone stay away with from chicken me. pox. That's, that's how zombies start. You Hold go, on. <laughs> your president, our leader, hey, do you mind coming to Sunday? I'll go, Rob. I'll see you. Okay, if you don't mind, you can do like one or two games. Maybe four, okay? All right, thanks. I told him I don't want to share a booth with that sickly motherfucker. <laughs> and we did for the Div 1 yeah, we final. Did, we did. I was in pain, but it was all and good. One more team from COVID 2, and then we got to do 5B. So pick one here. Who do you guys talk about um tigers uh, i'll be go dream crushers for two at it's been fed okay tigers now say words <laughs> okay i should put killer cam should put who has had teams in, in uh, this league before for co-ed a big detroit red wings fan that i know and that's who i know from this roster that's it <laughs> all right analysis all right perfect you guys are great <laughs> you're welcome oh, vernon i know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get more well-versed in in uh co-ed yeah. uh, it's it's this is new coverage for us, so uh, coming up in the, f- in the future weeks, we will be better. I was going to say, we're going to bring in experts right. from the divisions that will be able to give us some feedback in terms of you know, what's going on, who to look for, uh, you know, the key players. Look, I'm not going to BS these, uh, these teams, but I don't know anything about your teams, but we will learn about your teams. How about that? We have a whole season to learn about we it. We have 10 weeks, and we need to know these teams for the roadshow by April 4th and 5th, right? So three months, know your team, which we will. All right. 5B. Okay, 5B. Perfect. All right, 5B. Uh, we have Sonny Elias on the, on the cover. Chaco yeah. Paracutas, man, they, they did well for themselves uh, this past Fall Cup. Really happy for them. Well, Sonny Elias had sort of like a rebirth in the fall. He, mind you, he, he struggled on the stretch, but he started insanely strong. Yeah, but you know what? Like, they're, they're intense. 
uh, Chocolate Barracuda is like the pregame hype music and fans coming onto the field and fans being warned, please stay on the sidelines. Don't not go up to the referee with your thoughts and plays. But they're they're a good team. I, I like their roster composition. I, I think they've put together a, a solid solid team. Huey Isaac, uh, I don't know if you know who he is, but mm-hmm. he's a really good shutdown defender and very confident. Uh, none of these guys, I think the foreign, like, trash talk is a foreign term in their vocabulary. They will trash talk you until you go to sleep. Well, I, I played against them in the fall. Uh, I got into it a little bit uh, with Luis Saint-Pierre, who I have immense respect for, by the way. I like him a lot as a player. But you know, I when 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 I'm on the field for 44 minutes, I'm a very different personality than I am in the rest of my life. Eagle, can you get his picture profile up, please, Lou Pierre? I believe it's him that looks like a former NFL player. If you get Eagle to tap on the which player, Lou Pierre, he reminds me of Tequila Spikes. Okay. The okay, neck, okay, okay. The, the, the the cheekbones. I'm like, this guy looks like Tequila Spikes. But okay, Chaka is like. Big step for them. Now is something the big boy step in this division. They they won. They did very well in uh, Fall Cup here. But here's where I want to see how do they react in the situation here. Are they going to be a team that's going to fold? Because like we've seen this Chocolate Barracuda team be a one win team, two win team. But the team's improved. Like they've yeah, added Chris Williams full time. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Fernandez has has become a more useful part of the offense. Good guy. Um, you mentioned uh, Saint Pierre and no uh, the, 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 the dude you mentioned. I already forgot his name. Hugh Isaac. Hugh Isaac, like that's a, that's a new addition that's going to help them a lot too. Like it's a good team. Not to mention they tune into the show, so they've been listening to our advice. How they so naturally, been? yeah, yeah, they love us. They hate me, but why do they hate you? I find it always weird. Like so, uh, people they they like they have like their, their like the people had their favorite Beatles back in the day. They have their favorite CTA members and right hate now. it. And like there are people who legitimately hate me and people who legitimately like me. And I just like I don't understand why you would have such strong feelings about people who just talk into microphones. I mean, we say that, but then we look at Mo and we're like, yeah, but I, this I have a long list of vendettas people have against me, right? Like Sean <laughs> yeah, Collins. they have the vendettas, not you. Yeah, Sean Collins has one against me. The list goes on and on and on. All right, let's get <laughs> to the one. You, you stopped with one guy. The list goes on. It's just Sean Collins. Goes on and on. All right, let's get to the uh, division uh, lineman here of, of who's in the East Division for 5B. And, you know, you can tap on the green highlight, by the way. It's a highlight. No. Yeah. Yes, I could. Yeah, you could. Cut, you see yourself the whole uh, drop-down box. No. Why is it taking so forever? Okay, thank God. So forever. So forever. Okay. Uh, hot Sauce Sports, uh, new uniforms. That's all you new have. New uniforms. The highlight is Hot Sauce Sports. Uh, honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a good team save for the quarterback. Um, nice pick six this week, by the way. Which one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, the thing is, like, um, there's a there's – a, on Hot Sauce Sports, there's a couple of new guys, really good. Um, I think once all the players have a bit of FPF experience, uh, they'll look better. But it all comes down to that fat ass of a quarterback that they have and whether or not he's terrible. Okay, so does Hot Sauce Sports play lockdown? I have yet to see this. Week three, Battle of the Cannolis. Cannolis part 12. Why, why week three? Why not week 10 to have the uh, year end? Like, this could be the last game of the year for you guys in the regular season. Because we don't do schedules. Yeah, we that don't make the schedule. <laughs> this isn't like. Like trying to win the division and like the matchups all in the week, you know, sixteen, seventeen, or whatever it is. Like it's just this together. I will say what's interesting about that is there's not people, there's not uh, a lot of people who know Eagles defense as well as I do, and there's not as many people who know my playbook as well as Eagle does. So that game does always tend to be last interesting. Last time I saw lockdown play, they're getting racked by uh, Chocolate Berry Cooties. Last time, last time uh, <laughs> I faced lockdown. By the way, this I, you weren't around in, in Falmo. Um, we were five play. We were we started with four players. I think it was spring. We, actually, we grabbed Andrew Dana off the lockdown bench, who was playing in like street clothes. 
Um, who's not on my roster? Who refuses to play with? But he me. played with us. We we lost we lost six points to start the game because we we were so short of players. We were five players and we lost the game by five points. So we should have won the game because we scored more Absolutely. points than oh, you yeah. guys. Uh, and we played most of the game with five players. Correct. One of them in street clothes. Who caught a touchdown? Who is our former player? Yeah. Who refuses to play because he's like, I'm going to get hurt, but did it just to spite me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was awesome. It was and awesome. he scored a touchdown. Are we, are we buying clinkers being a team to watch out for? Um, so Mark andres first two passes of the, seasons were, of the season were pick sixes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, so... But he's got a photogenic memory, right? Does he not know formation? No, but so like, by the second half, by the way, once he, so it took him a second to figure out what they were doing because they were literally baiting him to throw over the middle of the field. And each time he didn't see the, the defender coming at all. And um, he 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 got picked off. He got picked off, and it was a pick six because it was in the flats. And Mark Andre is not chasing anybody down. So that's what happened. All right, who's more good? Good poll question for next week. Who's more likely to chase down a pick six, Peasy or oh, Mark Andre? <laughs> it's anyone because I don't chase down pick six. Okay, so if, if I throw a pick, I'm not moving. All right, let's say it's for the uh, like your, your division title, like championship. Oh, then I'll move. Who's more likely to make the tackle? Probably, so I have. I think you would. I don't think so. My knees and ankles are finished. I can't run. There's a reason I only play quarterback now. I can't run. Eagle. I literally can't. My my body is physically not capable of running. Who's Eagle texting right now? Uh, s- someone who someone who's just sparked a Division Five relationship, perhaps. Yeah, I think I think it's his girlfriend. Correct. All right. <laughs> um. So I I got to face off against Tetson Parley's uh, Anthony Lazare at quarterback. I'm he's not bad quarterback. So, first of all, since the first time I met Anthony Lazara, he's lost an, a whole other person in body weight. He looks great. Um, he's he's able to throw the ball really well on the move. He he's a smart FPF player, so he knows uh, proper play calls. It's a good team, honestly. I'm I'm I was impressed by them. They look they they're far more athletic than they look. Um, I like them a lot. You um, know, I, I saw them play. Uh, Lazara played, I think it was a fall cup when he, when he was throwing. And he made some good throws. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Spring playoffs. He made some good throws. They were missing guys. And he kept their playoff hopes alive. In the end, they lost. Uh, but I think Lazara has a brighter future at quarterback in this lower division aspect of it where he can grow. And I'm not saying he's going to be like Dan Lazara, but he's got some tools to work with that can make him a decent uh, FPF quarterback. What about uh, the division Dodgers uh, in Holy Trollers? They uh, basically have a breeding ground in MFL and are uh, large. They, they're like Holy Trollers are basically Montreal's finest of MFL, um, and they're coming in in Division Five, knowing the game, knowing that they can come in with a lot of guys that don't have a rating. Um, you know, Max Rosenfeld didn't have a huge game, oh, but Jordan didn't have Chin, to. Be- former Concordia player. Who's this, right? Jordan Chin. There you go. Playing the CFL. We know Kevin Kasai, of course. We know uh, we, we know Josh Levine on this yeah, team. But yeah, this this team is a team that is low key stacked that nobody knows because they're from another league. Well, are they going to translate well to this league? I mean, it's flag and flag. So yes, it's 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 a copycat. Well, not copycat. It's a league that was built on the the the, the building blocks of FPF. How awesome would it be if PZ is going to present a trophy to uh, Kevin Kusai? I've already presented him a trophy. I know, but multiple trophies in one season. I mean, it's be identical. I'll I'll eat his cupcakes. <laughs> All for the cupcakes. All for the cupcakes. If it sounded sexual, only if it was. the game's before seven p.m. Yeah. Well, no, it's always <laughs> I, uh, the finals are always a cheat day for me, as you know. It's a, it's, a, it's a drunk day for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, 11 a.m. or start the drink. No, no, no. I, I only start drinking after my broadcasts. 
That's fair enough. Okay, uh, other de- other teams in this. That's division why I always make my broadcast early. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right? Uh, wait a minute, hold on. Mokai's gonna do uh, four. Okay. The last three games are Mokai. All right, Mokai, we'll do you five for four. Okay, cool, no problem. All right, uh, other teams in this division here for five B. Uh, like I, I see a team like Chalk Breakers. We talked about Air Force One. We know very well. Hundred Marts. We know very well. I did see Team YS. Now this is a team that's been in the league now for a couple of seasons, playing winters uh, season in the past here. I look at Team YS, they're athletically gifted here, but do they now have the experience to now play better FPF brand of football, which they couldn't figure out for the first couple of years in their Do they existence? have four brand new players on this roster? It looks like it. It appears that way. Yeah. No, five actually, potentially. Jeez. They, uh, they drew a tough matchup week one playing Air Force One. Um, and kept it close, actually. One kept, point. kept it close, exactly. Well, the thing is, athletically, they match up well. But Simon Blais was his typical self and um the two van ort brothers uh chris and david uh playing you know now learning how fpf is because they're they're very good tackle receivers uh now it's trying to translate and then by the way they just happen to add Philanger. so that's not bad that, that, that that's a pretty good that's a pretty good addition no, he's not playing like, for uh you have him anymore he's finished nice uh nicola pierre master good, good player though uh, he uh he doesn't like playing with me why not? I'm not surprised. I don't know. Why don't we call him up and ask him? I don't have his number. Okay. Call Simo. <laughs> we'll ask him. <laughs> Once per uh, show. <laughs> Nicolas Pierre Massé, we call him twice. Uh, so Pierre Massé, I like him a lot as a receiver. Mm-hmm. I think he could have a big explosive season, maybe a uh, 50 catch year for him and perhaps 600 yards, which would be a phenomenal year for him. So They have a dude named Olivier Cool. It's the most 80s name of all time. Put on the poll. Olivier Cool. 80s or 90s? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, teams. What else? What, what other teams are on the radar for PG this year for 5B? I like Honey Martin a lot. Uh, we talked about uh, Ignacio before, but um, the team is good and the experience are getting better. Blackouts lost week one, but I'm a huge fan of Blackouts. Uh, they lost the game 19-12, and they're gonna allow. Uh, they're going to have a lot of games where they allow 19, 20, 18, 12 points. Like, they're a team that's not going to score a lot, but they're going to they're, they're, they're gonna prevent teams from scoring. Um, well, Vance Latt's the be- one of the better players out there, man. He, he He's so good two ways. He, and Vance Latt? Absolutely. He, he's always at the right place, right time to make a big play. And jacked. Jacked. Big NBA fan. Huge NBA guy. Big Raptors yep. fan. Yeah, we talked about the Raptors before him and I. Uh, they blackouts, I think, uh, have had some good success, and they've already been to a final. They've been to a final, and I think they could put it together now to win a final, if not uh, get back to a final again. Yeah, they're definitely for me a team I noticed early on. Um, Here's a question I have for you, and I, I was looking at the divisions earlier this week, and for five B, top eight. I know it's the quality compared to the quantity, but if you go back to the division page, uh, Eagle, if you don't mind, please. Um, top eight make it per conference, correct? Mm-hmm. Was there any toying of the idea of maybe having seeds 9 through 12 get in and then you have a playoff of 4 versus 12, 5 versus 11, and then those eight go on to play the top four? Good question. Um, So it's something that was considered, but given the way April and Easter is structured this year, uh, we had a condensed playoff schedule, and so we get to watch the Masters. So I get to watch the Masters this year. So Jesus Christ had an influence on this whole process then. Doesn't he always? Less him and more the calendar, but yes. Why does Easter move, by the way? Eagle? It's, it's, the, it's, the, sun, it's Eagle. the moon, no? It's 40 days after Lent, and Lent is some moon thing. 
Remember Easter? Find out. Easter last year was late. It was, I believe, the nineteenth. No, last. It year. was, and we, that's why we did this beforehand. And but we had plenty of time because it fits the exact time frame we want. Remember, FPF finals we used to be like we do in two weeks. Like there wasn't like any prep time. Hey, could we get prep time? No, no, no. We gotta finish the by this time. Yeah. So this year we had to crunch again to try and fit the because otherwise you end up with a two week break between the semifinals and, and the finals. Guys like, no, are already no, tuned out by then. Yeah. Ready for spring. So we had to do it before Easter, and so uh, that's why ended up with the fifth. And so we had to have a condensed schedule and the whole thing. So we were like. Given that having more rounds is a bad idea, so we kept it at uh, top eight. Well, and look, makes it more competitive. Yeah, makes it more, makes fun. It more competitive for the quality of teams being in there because you know we always talk about oh, a team that's three and seven gets in and they they run the table. But in theory, we'll have the eight best teams. That means the number one seed may not have the easiest road game to the finals. Yep. What about um, team like New Wave? They took it to uh, Mean Girls in week one, but Jerry Gallant playing quarterback. Really? Yeah. Um, Jerry Gallant played uh, was initially I think a high school quarterback um, one thing about him is he's very tall so the rusher has no impact on him whatsoever uh, he's, he's very athletic he's able to throw uh, on the run and do all sorts of damage Johnny Johnson uh, very good rusher who not a lot of people even know in this league um, this team could be sneaky good especially since we, there's a lot of unknown quantities there's not a lot of guys we know from FPF are Mean Girls basically brand new? Yeah, I think so. I'm looking at the roster. I don't see I anyone think I James Lombardi. I think one Lombardi well, Maximity Shot and Giordano Marinello. Steve, Stephen Lombardi played before. Steve Lombardi, yeah. So those guys, I can see already, they haven't, they got the They the were Dawson's skilled, Calf's finest, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. But I can see they have skilled the case. So they haven't played in at least a year is basically what it comes down to. And they had base ratings even when they did play. I so, believe. Yeah. Let me, let me double check this now. No, they were full... He played one game for full senders. I don't know. I have no information. Circle so based brand off new. nothing. Brand new team. Spick and span. Okay, well, this might be the wrong division for them if they're getting Well, no, lives. because this week they get their first, wi- their first win as they face off against mean, against Hassan Sports. Woo! Yeah. Oh, can we look at the Hassan Sports roster, please? It's mind. actually a good roster. It's just a bad quarterback. Let's just see the roster, please. Looking quickly before we wrap it up uh, this opening show. Kevin Donnett, very good player. Michael Donnett, excellent player. Uh, Power, very good player. Chadwick, I love that name, Matthew Chadwick. To Chapman at first. I was like, no. Yeah, he's the, he's the new yeah, and improved you Chapman. Joseph James, really? Yeah, I love Joe, man. Yeah, he, he gets so irritated when I make fun of the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. He gets so irritated, man. So does every Cowboys fan. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, their thing. No, like I said, it's honestly, the, this team, if this team doesn't succeed, it's it's Pease was terrible. But let's say Pease... Uh, We'll go the opposite. Let's say P's you throw for fifty TDs, and well, it's, considering you're missing two weeks, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Impressive. But let's say you throw fifty TDs and you guys still lose, but it wasn't because of you. Would that I, I be, won't. Would, would that given that strong? team, given this team, that's not possible. Uh, last team I want to talk about Brewers. They're actually playing now. What score? YSL. I don't know. Can we call up? Guess. Uh, the game hasn't started yet. It starts at ten thirty. Guess the score. Starts in four minutes. Guess the score. Call, let's call it in an hour from now. Yeah. Let's call it Corey I Predict Wolofsky. the score. You yeah. Here, hold on. You predict Corey the Wolofsky's score. Uh, 26-14. Okay. For who? You tell me. <laughs> You're the one watching the game. Hold on. Let me get Dylan Taylor's number for you. Who? Dylan Taylor. He's send, it, send it to me on uh, yeah, our, our group. By the way, so I have the roster on screen. Uh, do you think, oh, Jeff LaFrave is coming back. Do you think this roster is good enough for 5B? Given what 5B is now, yeah. Because, like, don't forget, the 5B has a lot of teams that moved up from Div 6. And, and they showed they were 
Was it in fall or in in winter they did okay? Oh, or spring, sorry. Fall or spring? They it did was okay. spring. I don't think they played fall. Yeah, they were all right. They were an all right team. Uh, Jeff LeFay is, is experienced. Um, I don't see why they can't they can't be uh, they can't be one of the front runners. M- Mo, do you understand how to use a phone? Yeah, no, sorry, Jesus, man. Is that a, a five one four? <laughs> yeah, five one four. You got it. I got it. Also, yeah. talk while you're doing the thing. I know. I'm no, he can't. He clearly can't. We've learned this already. I just want to send the message. By the way, my pen's been staying like this for the entire time. Huh? I noticed. I'm very impressed. Call Dylan Taylor right now. Dylan Taylor's our last call of the night. Potentially. Maybe we'll scream in his uh, voicemail. Yeah. Should we do it? Yeah, yeah. No, number unavailable. We got flushed. Okay. He's probably because he's getting a random call and is like, I'm not answering this. Yeah, no worries. To be fair, I, I wouldn't answer either. I agree. Okay, so it's a bit of an unorthodox show take. It's always this for the opening show, but uh, we'll get this figured We're out. back. We're back, man. We're a two-man show. Next week will be better. Uh, let's get the cookies on the camera here. We got um, we got the uh, the threesome stuff. Oreos. Double stuff. Double stuff. We have uh, chips. I used to Ahoy. love Oreo cookies when I was a kid. It's the chunkiest of uh, the chunky. I loved Oreo kids when I was a kid. Loved them. We got uh, Fuzzy Peach for Eagle. And? And Sour Patch, which Eagles... Did you finish? Jesus It's Christ. a small bag. Come on. Oh, you're you're going to die. Econo size. I've eaten the big bag in less I, time. I haven't eaten this in my lifetime. I haven't eaten this much candy in my lifetime. Nonsense. You're going to die. That's okay. Poll question. Will Eagle be alive for the next show? Yes or no? No. Like... No, but seriously, like I gotta get my my black suit pressed. Be responsible. No. Okay. Episode one in. The road to the road show begins now. Hazardous, please. Diabetes, more like eagle beaties. From all of us here at the weekly extra point live. Good night. It's New Orleans. <laughs>